What's up to all our sidekicks and hench folk out there in the Geek Nation? You're currently tuning into the Cult Pop Podcast live stream, aka spoiler alert, episode spoiler alert! Uh, episode 756, where we review a couple of the past week's comics, as well as talk about some fun pop culture topics for your listening and viewing pleasure. I'm your host, Johnny Destructo of Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex, located at 4327 Main Street, Philadelphia, PA. A super rad shop which caters to nerdy and nerd adjacent individuals of all shapes and sizes. This is the part in the script where my baby desperately wants to get to the microphone and I have to fight him off. It's also the part where Noel writes anything and I will read it out loud. (laughs) Rejected Superman mottos. Truth, justice, and three bad books a week. (laughs) Only you can prevent forest fires. Tricks, treats, and red trunks with a belt. Truth, justice, and the Oxford comma. <laughs> I love my bye, son. You sad boy and a better tomorrow. Joining me tonight is Brian Lieb, who hey. has portrayed Flash the best. No, wait, hold on. Let me, let me read that. Thank you. <laughs> Brian oh, Lieb. Thank you. Yeah. A question, a question for you. Who has portrayed Flash oh, the best? Oh, no, who has portrayed Flash the best? Uh, good no, question. Wait, wait, wait. Wait, yeah. there's parameters. Uh, okay. John Wesley Shipp, oh, okay. Michael Rosenbaum, okay. Grant Gustin, or uh-huh. Ezra Miller? Oh, that's a tough call, uh, specifically because I've seen very little. Well, I guess Ezra Miller was in the Justice League movie. I thought he did a great job as the Flash. Uh, Michael Rosenbaum is a classic. Grant Gustin has the live action stuff. I might have to go with Michael Rosenbaum. Now, I loved the John Wesley Ship series at the time. I've seen it more recently, <laughs> and it uh, doesn't hold up as well. Um, he does a great Jay Garrick, though, for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, I didn't know if you were going to allow Rosenbaum because he played Wally West, whereas the others were all Barry Allen. Sure, but you said Flash. That was the question. Yeah. I, yeah. Well, I, you know, I, I have to... I have to try and outthink whatever you're going to apply semantics to that's good <laughs> when i ask a question yeah so i wasn't gonna wasn't sure if you're gonna be like well those are all barry allen's except for well, one i'm not exactly be, sure they're all yeah to be fair Noel, uh he did portray barry allen in one of the animated movies which one uh i forget it might have been was it Fla- what, the flashpoint no it was a flashpoint no it was before that stuff um it was like a it was a justice league movie um and it might have been the one where I forget what happens, but he does this. They, they're like, how far away are you from this? And he's like, I'm never far from anywhere. And he's got an exploding bracelet. It was the one based on Tower that of Babel. Was, I think. That was Doom. Doom. It was Doom. That's cool. But were they clear that he was Wally or Barry? They were. Clear they, that it's, one of the, it's one of the movies where he just. No, they did say he was Barry. They did yeah, say yeah. he was Barry. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, because he. Because, yeah, yeah, he was Barry in that one. Yeah. I'll tell you. And I love the. Um, 
there's so many parts of the Justice League series with the Flash in it that I love uh, that he did the voice for. So, uh, yeah, I think I, I think I'll go with Rosenbaum on that. Also, nice. a lot of people's yeah. favorite Lex. So, oh, yeah. 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 Lynn, the Bat Tribble. You. you could pick any storyline or inspiration. What would you make the next DC animated movie? Ooh, that's a interesting question oh i thought you were gonna give me a compliment and say it was good Fuck. <laughs> uh if i could choose the next dc animated movie from any storyline it would be the golden age which was um goes back to i believe it was james robinson yes um and um oh i just wrote a blank on the artist's name um, Rob <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. Who, who's the artist? Noah, what's his name again? Paul Smith. Paul Smith. Um, Paul Smith. Uh, it's kind of like a reimagining of the 50s Justice Society. Um, kind of like, you know, that transition period from the golden age to the silver age of DC. Um, and it's one of the best comic books ever i i reread it probably once every two to three years fantastic i've never read that one. Oh, so good it is so I, uh good. book club if you were still on the show you should have said we you know we could have made it one of your uh book clubs we can make it a book club lynn i believe is opposed to being part of a book club uh, I'm, not, I'm not opposed to y'all doing a book club feel free that's great. That's <laughs> i love that kind of approval <laughs> um, that's one of the series that you know when you're a kid especially pre-internet when we were kids um you got what you could get, you know what I mean? In a comic store. That was one of those that I read it pretty young was kind of thrown because I'm like, what's going on? This isn't yeah. that I know, but I think I only ever had the first part of it or whatever. It was. Oh. I loved it. Though. I loved it. Oh yeah. yeah. I should get a, I should get a hold of those. It's, it it's a story that like a lot of times when I even read current justice society, I like, I wish they would do just, just make this canon. It's it's, yeah. it's out of it's out of you know it's not canon, but yeah. I, I just wish it was because it's so fucking good. That'd be what cool. And I guess now it kind of is, right? After all, I, the, I don't know uh, if they. I don't know if they ultimately. I don't think they've made it canon. Yeah. I'm pretty sure they didn't because like there are heroes that die in it. Oh, uh, okay. but um, but I think what Brian's getting at is everything is canon because everything happened in some universe oh, right. yeah. or yeah. offshoot yeah. in DC. Just like the real multiverse that we live in right now. I so I acquired this uh, via a trade with like another collector. Like yeah, yeah, throw that on there because I was giving, I was trading off something else. Yet to read it, but I was very really? excited. Cause, yeah, because I went through a a, a a James Robinson kick for a little while. So I I have Starman just like waiting to read, and then this was one mm. of them too. I was like, ah, I just haven't oh. yet. But I would I would I'd go for it. Nice. Yeah, we should do that as a book club. Mm. Uh, also joining us is Noel for better or worse. Anyway, thank you for joining us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitch. If you like what we're doing here, please comment, like, subscribe, grunt angrily at my microphone. Um, eh, I, we have a letter. We have a letter. We have a letter. We have a letter. We have. Oh, one we've got one, 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 uh, one letter. Letter. Let's see. Letter. Good night. Says, die the last man. So that happened. I know the showrunner is hoping it will get picked up. And JD, I know you were enjoying it, but I hope it stays gone and gets adapted by someone else. Eventually. Maybe radio play would work. Ah, Jesus. 
He's so frustrated about why the last man. I'm sorry. My son is almost knocked everything off of my table. <laughs> and he's there. We go. Holy shit. Um, Batman the Imposter was fantastic. Love the art, but one thing concerns me. In this version of Batman, Leslie Tomskin, Tompkins <laughs> is a... Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Um, parenting. Uh, in this version... Never mind. How you guys doing? Good. 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 Do, you want to, do you want to forward that to one of us and we can read the rest of it and we'll just vamp? Yeah, because Christopher St. Saucy Goodnight is in the chat and if he knows that we started his email and not finishing it, there will be all hell to pay. He knows. Uh, two emails next week. Ooh. Uh, um... Okay, in this version of Batman, Leslie Tompkins is portrayed as a black woman. I don't have a problem with that, but I've been recently made aware of a trope that involves black characters, usually females, being brought in to heal-slash-fix white characters. I don't really have any comment on it other than I just listened to a podcast about it and then noticed it in Ted Lasso and this comic. Chris St. Saucy, good night. B.S. just for you, J.D. Okay. Um, What do you think of that? It's the a, magical, magical black character or magical. How's that? What's the phrase? Yeah, I, the, the magic, the magic black character. I don't think that this necessarily is that it's a trope that he's referring to, though. Yeah, uh, that's usually supernatural. Like Stephen King was notorious for that for a while, right? Like the mysterious yeah. black man that knows yeah. about the shining or is able to see ghosts or right, or right. what what's will be Goldberg's character in the stand miniseries like or in ghosts. People of yeah, yeah, well I mean Stephen King. Yeah, but, but like people oh, of right. color having a second sight or magical properties. Right. Yeah. That's not the trope he's talking about. Um but in regards to them kind of like recasting in uh Leslie Tompkins as a black woman in this i could see where the trope that they're talking about you know the uh black woman being the person that heals or fixes um a white character usually a white guy in the movies um that definitely is a thing and i can see where this kind of like falls in line with that certainly um that being said it happened in the book it didn't I didn't I bumped against it when they said oh that's Leslie Tompkins like oh she's a black woman now okay in in whatever universe this Batman is because I don't know so um, I'm like alright and I just I, I kept it moving I didn't really yeah. sweat it too much and I don't think you know, it's I, wholly germane it to the story it didn't even occur to me to be honest like I didn't even I didn't even, at no point was I like oh that's supposed to be a white character it just didn't even I totally forgot that she was originally white. I was just like, oh, OK, Leslie Tompkins. That's, you know. Well, yeah, I mean, also, too, in, in recent years, the, her age has like definitely fluctuated. Changed. Oh, yeah. She like, was like pretty she, attractive in a comic that we read recently. Right? Yeah. Like in, in, the, a, in, in a young recent, person way. Yeah. yeah. In the most recent, like, handful of Batman issues, she was like maybe early 40s. Whereas like before, you know, gray hair, older yeah. doctor. So right, like, because ideally she yeah. was supposed to be like a doctor at the time when Bruce was a young boy. Right, you know, right, right. Because so. she's from the animated series, right? Like that. No, she's from the comics. Oh, is she's she really? The, oh, okay. she's originally okay. from comics. Yeah. Um, although those tropes do seem kind of tangentially related, right? Like 
the person with a kind of un, unknown power, magic or intellectual, or you know what I mean? Like, well, like, like the, the, to each other. the fix it kind of character. Are you trying to say? Like the the, yeah. uh, the Mary Sue, the yeah, or like a is it lazy MacGuffin? for it, a lazy <laughs> for it to be a person of color, or is it a trope to make it a person of color? I don't know. I've never really noticed, to be honest with you. People will bring it up, and it's like, okay, I would assume. I mean, oh yeah, I was just going to say. I mean, it's the type of thing with all due respect that you mm. you might not notice, you know, no. um, because of no, who I you wouldn't. are, you know, but I, but I, I've noticed it sometimes, sometimes you bump up against it um, because it may feel forced. And sometimes I, I it just doesn't, I think with the character of like Leslie Tompkins one, because while she is a historic character in Batman lore, she's definitely a tertiary character, despite how long she's been around. And then two, because there had been this, so many different reimaginings of the Batman world, you know, so that for this one, like I said, for her to be, you know, black. Okay. She's also already a codified character with a role that she plays. So maybe it seemed like, you know, if she was a new character who was introduced, who was a black woman, you might say like, oh, she fits into that trope. Whereas Man. in this case, it's like, oh, Leslie Tompkins, the character who we already know her role in the Batman universe. I, I wouldn't even say many people, but that's just it. I don't think many people know of that character. Like, mm. she's mm. not that she's not that wildly popular for anybody under the age of 35. I, I say, I, I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disagree with you a little bit of that because every once in a while, they make it a point to bring her back into the storylines in mm-hmm. some significant though still kind of like tertiary way I'm thinking about and now this does already have some age on it but I'm thinking about when Stephanie Brown yeah. was yeah, yeah. briefly uh, Robin it was it was Leslie Tompkins the one that you know helped fake, that was, fake her death that was 20 years ago I, I know it's, it's already that's not, that's not some age that's two decades Okay, but it, but if you're if you so if, if that was twenty years ago, readership so, readership is usually like a seven to ten year turnover. So if she's not used all the time, she's more malleable. I'm going back twenty years. I would I would venture to guess that she's probably been used with again once or twice or probably four times. Well, the one we were just talking about, and I just right. where she was like a young forties kind of. I'll, uh, we just uh, yeah, like she yeah. yeah, she just showed up. She was with Harper Row and stuff. It was like a backup. Yeah, yeah. But um, question. We all remember it well. Uh, can, yeah, we all remember. It was it was during the early Tinian run that was like didn't know he was on the book for long term yet. So like a lot of the stories were just truncated and smashed together. But um, and she uh, was introduced in Gotham. I think Leslie Thompson's character was on Gotham. Question. Uh, related but not related. Has everybody here seen Lovecraft Country? I have not yes. seen it. Yes. Um, not to spoil the ending, but the ending itself, I always kind of appreciated, I did appreciate the last like kind of bit where they took that trope of the magical um, uh, black or person of color character and literally made it part of the, the climax yes. where yes, now did. only... I was like, oh, that's perfect. But then I felt like I was the only person in the room when we were watching it that kind of understood the, the complexity of that because in yeah. horror and popular supernatural culture, it is a trope. Mm-hmm. So they literally like leaned into it. I was like, this is super cool. But anyway. That's because with um, 
the people in this room and your lovely wife notwithstanding, most of the people you hang out with aren't as smart as you know. Well, I mean, you're as cool. Uh, thank you. I mean, thank you. Why does he keep was, taking shots at me? I said, I said, the pe- not yeah. people in this room. You don't withstand. Oh, I thought you said, especially people on this call. No, no, we were excluded from that <laughs> explicitly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I believe I was watching. I, I was in the room with two of the people oh. in this call. Did we finish? Did we watch it together, JD? I think so. Oh wait, it was maybe it was pandemic, and we just like yeah. did virtual meetups afterwards. But either way, <laughs> I'm smarter than the cat, and he was there. Yeah, I've always said. <laughs> Why is why did Dan H comment Morena Bacharin? Oh, I think she played Leslie Tompkins. She played Leslie, Leslie Tompkins. Tompkins. That'd be my guess. Yes. Oh, yeah. oh, oh. Um Yeah, she was and she was a brown she's yeah. a brown lady. Brown lady. I, um, you know, uh, thanks for the email. Um Chris Chris Ain Saucy. I don't know why you would Oh, I hope they don't find a new home. Why just let people who want to watch it watch it? Well, so that's what I thought at the beginning of what he said. I was like, hey, why not? But I think he said that to say, and I want somebody else to do it. Like, to yeah. do a different why. Like, he hopes for more from Why the Last Man. Gotcha. It, yeah. if, I, if I felt strongly about the show in either direction, I, I, like, I rationally understand what he's trying to say. Like, as long as this one is going on, they'll never reboot it or something else. But when it comes to limited series like that, it's likely never going to get rebooted or another go it's not like, spider-man <laughs> yeah spider-man batman <laughs> sure they're gonna get another other characters but like why the last man or dmz or these like very specific grounded ish vertigo series they don't they're not gonna there's not gonna be like four or five swings at bat for this this Even though I, I just got into a, uh, I agree with you, and I just got into a conversation about why the last man this weekend, and the people that I was talking about, they all were of the mindset because I haven't watched the show, and while and I love the comic book, but it is a comic book that, despite how crazy an idea it it, it this the story is. It already feels like been there, done that. Mm. And considering that it is, you know, a story about, you know, some, you know, let's let's put it on the on the table. Some white guy, barely average white guy being like the last dude on Earth. um, And all of a sudden he's like mad important and he just keeps finding ways to almost fuck things up and has to have, <laughs> keep having have women save him. I mean, a, a prominent, strong black woman constantly keeping saving him, which is right. in line with the trope that was mentioned before, I guess. Exactly. Which I so never realized, yeah. So it, it just, it just feels more and more like also a, uh, an adaptation that unfortunately it missed its prime spot mm. to pop. And it's just popping. It, it just, it, it finally made it to the screen at the wrong time. Yeah, there was always very there was always something very even when reading it in real time, it always felt a little dated. Like it was a story about 10 years ago. Even even reading it in real time, it was I just I always wondered how they were going to adapt it with current technology or just the existence of current technology or global communications how it was because in the 10 year span, the world has changed exponentially. In mm-hmm. 
not only when did that come out originally it was like 2001 2001 2001? like it's old Hmm. it's it's older right yeah it's so like it's just yeah it came out pre 9-11 i believe because ex machina was about a year after 9-11 yeah because ex machina was like yeah yeah Hmm. uh yeah so i just i always i always kind of wondered or was weirded out by how it was going to be adapted in general. Like you would have to completely change very large swaths of, mm. of the show unless you placed it in, in that 2000. Time. Oh, right. yeah. And did they do that or no? I, I, I only saw the first episode. They oh, okay. did kind of, I guess. I don't okay. know. I haven't really, <laughs> I don't think they make it very clear. Right. Right. Yeah. Hey, can we, um, for a second, speaking of adaptations, I just saw uh, Gwendolyn Christie's first poster as Lucifer in Sandman. Huh. Looking good. Like, nice. I should I should read that someday. Yeah, you should. When's the show going to come out? <laughs> I don't know. I'm not Maybe sure. Maybe I'll try and read it, like, yeah. a chunk of it before that. My, par- my, 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 my partner on the Michelle mission, Vincent, <laughs> he was like, he saw like, you know, some kind of like, story or I guess maybe like pictures from the Sandman you know that they're, they're doing and he was like and he's a huge huge comic book guy so he was like I guess I really need to just sit down and read Sandman and he's one of those guys like you know didn't want to give into the hype or anything like that so he sat down at the microphone and he was like so I figured I gotta sit down and watch this read this Sandman this shit is pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> cool. I want one. I want one of those moments. I like because I've been resisting it for fucking decades. Yeah. Always feeling like it's it's either it's either um, some at low points I felt like it was insufferable and or um, pompous, and at high points it's just it feels impenetrable and or because everyone talks about it in yeah. such a high manner where it's like mm-hmm. I don't look, I. I don't want that. I, eh. It's like um, all of the praise is actually. That's amazing. I just want that. <laughs> I'll tell you what. Though, I get all of all of the praise. All of the praise is more damning than anything else because people will not stop. It's like it's like they're chasing me. Like read it, read it, read it, read it, read it five times. You'll get it the sixth time better. Like calm the fuck down. Just once, I think. Is. Yeah. Just start with one time. And then if you like it, read it again. <laughs> but uh, I, I have it, and I will. It's just, yeah. Why does he sound like he sounds like a Chewbacca baby? <laughs> Working on his impressions. It's good. Life days. <laughs> he wants that microphone in so his mouth. I'll tell you, it took me a while to realize as a, as a kid who didn't like doing what other what other people did, or you know, as, or as a young adult, you know, like, oh no, to be truly individual is to do whatever you want, even if everybody else in the world is doing it too, you know. Um, oh, but but I mean, I, I, prob- I wouldn't have appreciated it though. Like, oh, okay. I, I wouldn't have wanted to read it. Like, I was no. I was in in the crux of other things that for sure were oh, more for color. It's just yeah. like how uh, in college I could not get enough of tiny art house movies couldn't get enough of them felt like they were just fulfilling my life now yeah, yeah. i don't care to watch anymore 
Yeah, yeah. Well, that can happen too. There's definitely stuff that I was like, oh my God, this is the, the, the yeah. God's honest, you know? But, the pendulum swings, and right yeah. now I'm probably in a better headspace to read Sandman than I ever was. That was weird. 15, and you liked the beginning of Lucifer. Yeah, you I like, really liked Lucifer. You know. yeah, yeah, so, yeah. Cool. I'm glad your uh, your Macho Mission partner is into it too. That's cool. It's nice when you can. How you know how far along is right. how far along is Vincent? Do you know? I think he said he's into like the third or fourth trait. Oh, now we're talking. That's it's like, too far. I was gonna be. I was gonna be like, I'll pace with him. But no, it's too far. <laughs> Any excuse? Ah, he's too far. Yeah, it's too far. I can't. He's on I, can't I got. I got a bunch of other things I'm reading right now. I'm, I'm in the second arc of fables. Uh, yeah. All right. All Batman the week. Imposter number one, DC Comics, written by Matt Sintomlin with art by Andrea Sorrentino. Bruce Wayne's mission as the Batman has only been underway for a year or so. But he can tell he's making a difference. Unfortunately, he's made some powerful enemies. All the traditional power brokers of Gotham reset the disruption the Batman has brought to town. And it seems... Oh, resent, not resent. They resent... <laughs> send it right back. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll take your disruption and send it right back to you. Uh, uh, resent the disruption the Batman has brought to a town. And it seems that one of them has a plan to neutralize him. There's a second Batman <laughs> haunting Gotham's rooftops and alleys, and this one has no qualms about murdering criminals live and on tape. With the entire might of the Gotham City Police Department and Gotham's rich and powerful coming down on his head, Jesus. Batman must find this imposter and somehow clear his name. But how can Jesus. you prove your innocence from behind? It's a, it's a... 45 paragraph. Uh, what is this blog piece intro that you? <laughs> yeah. uh, well, I um, I kind of enjoyed it, but I got to the 10th page and Leslie Tompkins wasn't white, so I threw it across the room. Sure. And that was on your tablet, right? Yeah. I, uh, I, I have a physical copy of this. I needed to make sure that I could burn it. No, uh, this was cool. I like. I actually really liked it. Yeah. I was surprised because I, I picked it up and I was like, I don't care about Andrea Sorrentino. This is some of some Andrea Sorrentino's best recent work. This is a really good looking book. I really liked how he set this up. I don't think I've ever I'm seen this kind of panel usage focus. Uh, this is page 14. It's all in red and black. And they uh, he's like breaking some crook's arm. Well, I don't know if he's a yeah. crook, but he's breaking somebody's arm. And uh, it's probably just a waiter. He's a regular guy. <laughs> But um, he's a valet. Yeah, not for long. Uh, and he's got like there's like a jagged black and white panel that shows the the break, the break. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That's very cool. Yeah, there's yeah. a lot of really cool tricks in this. Yeah, hmm. yeah. It's a it's a it's a very uh, cool cinematic book. Um, I I enjoyed it. It um, this story. Yeah. Uh, um, wow. Is Batman there? It definitely. It's almost kind of got like a not a Gotham Central vibe, but as opposed to being focused on the 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 police of Gotham, this is focused on Gotham, the city truly, because it gets into the healthcare with with it, with uh, Leslie Tompkins. It gets into the police. Um, it also gets into the one percent of Gotham. Um, which I thought was definitely, you know, talked about a little bit, but this is certainly more focused and more um, um, drawn out. Um, 
there's some good action it's good panel layout the art is very evocative um I found it. I found it uh, enjoyable, and despite it being, uh, you know, uh, not a small book, it read. The pacing of it was was good. It wasn't a slog to get through at all. Um, I had a little bit of a quibble in that when they Bruce Wayne is depicted a little younger, so it makes me think that okay, this is is this. Is he supposed to be, or at least he looks younger. So it yeah. gave me an impression that maybe this is earlier in his career. Yeah. Um, it's in his this, second year. Okay. Okay. So, um, yeah, I, I, I dug it. I, it, was, it was pretty pretty cool. There was, um, uh, the, there's one, the, oh, there's one no, no, thing no, no. that bothers me, uh, and it's this page, where it really drives home how dangerous Batman's techniques are. Well, but, but that's what the whole book is about, though. That's yeah. what the whole book is about, and I and I like that. I like that looking at it from a different point of view. And even the cop even mentions it, you know, um, like, hey, you know, you're always thinking about how co- Batman is affecting crime. What about if Batman is actually, you know, uh, a tool of the one percent, you know, to yeah. like some kind of like insurance scam or, or anything like that? I really, I, I peeked just looking at it from a different angle. It kind of so, reminds me of. Um... So Batman, I think, is in the same archetype as a very new archetype as Robin Hood. Right. Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. it reminds me of how uh, Robin Hood, the story has been gone through cycles of like being a champion for the here for the for the undertrodden. And then later, when like the royalty was into it, he was kind of framed a little differently. And I don't know the specifics on that, but it's something that I read about uh, from somebody who is more of a Robin Hood expert than I um and it's interesting how stories are malleable in that way yeah Uh, uh, real quick i'm sorry no let me i just want to give a shout out because i see that in the chat carl carls and jane douglas are saying hi carl carls who's all the way from australia i believe tasmania i believe tasmania that's right what's up carl how you doing hey carl i think carl is actually finally leading me uh, in a game of uh, word, words with friends. Oh, so, sweet. what's up, Carl? I, I, I will I be forget. dropping a seven pointer, seven letter join on you in a moment. So, you guys are the only Call two people that still play that. I completely forgot about that. Yeah, I play it with a bunch of people. The hell with you, know Not us. But <laughs> um, um, Zach Hilton comments. Can't wait to hear your thoughts on Immortal Hulk fifty. You will have You're to have wait. to wait. Yeah, a long yeah, time. I haven't uh, read Immortal Hulk that. since like the early teens. I'm on like 30. It's going to be a bit. Yeah. Um, Sorry, Zach. <laughs> I, I will. I will. Yeah, I will. Um, uh, there was some Andrea Sorrentino stuff that I didn't really like too much in this book. Wow. That kind of took me out. Um, basically. Bruce Wayne. Mm-hmm. Bruce Wayne's yeah. face shifts so many times it to the does. point where there's I think there's a scene towards the end where. I didn't know it was him. I didn't have the bandages anymore. I'm like, oh, this this woman is who? Where does this woman play in the story? But it's really just Bruce in a hoodie. I'm like, oh, Robert oh, that's 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 a male. That yeah. one's Robert cool. Pattinson at the bottom yeah, of the page. <laughs> yeah. And 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 later in the book, he looks he looks like an Asian man. Yeah, the his face just shifts constantly. Will, yeah, in this that book is and, true. And like like if you're gonna if you're gonna use a model swipe, use the same model. Yeah. Yeah. Or don't. And if you can't get all enough pictures for your swiping, yeah. then yeah. But, so but look I, at this, look at this double page spread. 
this That's is cool. awesome. The I yeah. what I loved the most about this is that it was actually a detective story. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. it's about a detective and Batman at the same time coming to the same kind of or like going over the same clues. It, it, this is cool. This is a really, really fun book. And this guy, Mattson Tomlin, is the screenwriter for The Batman. And ah. there we go. Or one of the screenwriters. And, and he was also just hired to do the Berserker adaptation. Oh, yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. Watch out, Breeze. Uh, Breeze Kicker. Oh, yeah. Bree- 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 yeah. I think it was uh, really shocking at the end here, um, like with when Andreas, Andrea Sarantino kind of drew Bruce Wayne looking like an Asian female cop. And I was like, that does not look anything like the way he looked earlier. <laughs> yeah. If you go to the page before that, you like when he's like sitting looking at his clues. Yeah. Like, like who, I, I didn't know that was Bruce Wayne until the next yeah. page. And yeah, I, like, oh, I, I right. will say that. Yeah, that was also, a, it's kind of weird top. that he is barefoot. I don't know why, but it just seems weird. Well, it's year two. Yeah. Year two, I, 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 I'll give Before you get a afford yeah, good moccasins. Bad shoes. Um, oh, how twenty eight fourteen comments. Can't wait to hear y'all thoughts on DC fandom. That you that yeah. that is coming up. That you will have to wait, but episode. not as long as Zach Hilton. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right. <laughs> Yeah, uh, uh, so you read Batman 89 number three. I, I did. did. Oh, okay, cool. Batman 89 number three, DC Comics, written by Sam Hamm, the screenwriter of Tim Burton's Batman 1989, with art by Joe Quinones. As the fire rages at Royal Auto, Harvey Dent lies trapped inside, unconscious and in danger. Can Bruce Wayne get to Harvey in time, or will the DA leave burned? In more ways than one, like maybe two, two ways, probably. That is more. Yeah, because two phase. It's okay. one than one. Um, yeah. I, w- I, w- I only read the first issue of Batman 89, number one, and um, I-, I was not able to catch up. What did you guys think of uh, number three? Berlin. Here's what I, I, I think of this. It, the more I get into this book as well as Superman 78, um, less so with or Superman, but certainly with this book, um, you know how we've often talked about how writers, especially when they come from another medium, whether it be movies or, or novels or whatever, make their way into comic books and they it takes a while for them to learn the language of how to write a comic book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I didn't want to believe that would be the issue with the artists on these books, <laughs> learning how to draw a story of a in a comic book form, because both of these both of these comics, but especially Batman 89 has no idea how to to, to uh, pace out a comic book scenes jump all over the place. There is no kind of visual clues as to which way we are going. The colorist is not helping at all. Cause the color is, is basically just painting a coloring book as in, in, in my eyes. Um, and the story, while I appreciate the focus on, I appreciate the, the focus on Harvey Dent because their focus is on somebody else besides the Joker, but I guess they had to, because if it's in that universe, he did. Right, and they're doing well, something. Harvey Dent is like the big miss thing from back. Right, and, and he's the big miss thing, you know, yeah. and, and and it's kind of cool that they've got you know the the uh, Billy D. Williams likeness on it and everything. So it was cool mm-hmm. from that aspect. Outside of that, I I 
half the time I'm unsure of exactly what the hell's going on. And when I find out what's going on, I don't care what the hell is going on. <laughs> it, it's, it's, it's just all over the freaking place, man. And I find it so sometimes so hard to stay tuned to what's happening um, that I just get, I just wind up like not caring. The art is not bad, but again, Art is not all about the drawing. It's all about your ability to tell the freaking story. And I think this this the storytelling here is muddled all over the place to the point where I just cannot enjoy it. I do not find this book enjoyable at all. What a shame, isn't it? Um, I I I disagree. So I, I didn't I didn't like the first issue of this. I thought it was just fan service uh, and boring. But I read two and three next to each other, and for some reason, in the ha- halfway through the second issue, what you mentioned the the screenwriter and the artist just it doesn't read like a comic book so much as cutscenes. <gasps> for some reason, that cl- yeah, she's in this that clicked, <gasps> and I started enjoying it in that way where it is just kind of scene to scene transition like a movie is as opposed to a comic. I know that's not what this should be, mm-hmm. but it just kind of worked that way. And also, too, I I was kind of reminded in the back of my head how Michael Keaton played Batman. Mm-hmm. Who he was aloof and he was jokey-ish. Uh, and he wasn't perfect. Like, mm-hmm. he does a couple of things in these books that are like, oh, that's right. He was a, he wasn't like a super martial art guy. He was more of like a lumbering figure and it it just started to work. But then what really sold me was how they did uh, Harvey Dent, how they're doing Two-Face, creating this notion inside of his head of alternate realities. Mm -hmm. And if this didn't happen, then this would have happened. If this didn't happen, then this would have happened. And him, instead of having dual personalities or some sort of disorder that's triggered, he actually has a voice in his head that is talking about quantum mechanics and alternate universes. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, that's a really, really cool screenwriter trick that isn't the same exact retread of the origin that's already told. It just kind of grabbed me a little bit more. I don't think that this is an A plus book as much as I wanted it to be, but it's get it for me. It's getting better than it started. See, uh, progressing uphill. I, I see you on the whole cut scenes thing, and I know you mentioned that yeah. that is kind of like the same read with uh, the Superman book. And yeah, I the fe- pacing right, and I feel it in the Superman book. But I think that's also because you know that book. While I think its storytelling is not one hundred percent comic driven you know like typical comics um the storytelling is paced out enough that you can yeah. feel what they're going for you can mm-hmm. feel the cutscenes of it also in that book the dialogue is sparser this book is text heavy huh. so yeah. it's it's it's, yeah. it's it almost is a little bit overwritten of, you know what of I'm saying? the two of the two the superman 78 one is more successful in what it's attempting to do they they handle the cutscenes but they handle the pacing better um mm-hmm. this one 
I don't know. It started at a at a at a, like a C minus for me, and now it's a B minus. So it was just like, oh, it's getting better. Do I do I st- do I think it's great? No, I just really like. I really like what they're doing with Harvey Dent, and I really do not think in any way, shape, or form it would have worked in film. I don't oh. think I've ever. Seen- oh. What? I disagree. I disagree. I think that. Well, I just I I I. I Forgive me, but I've never seen Billy D. Williams pull stuff like that that off in film that they're asking of here. Oh no, you're right. <laughs> he couldn't have pulled it off from an acting standpoint. I'm, no, I'm talking about Billy D. Williams. Sto- but the story itself. Oh yeah, yeah, could yeah have sure. worked. And, and, like, and to like, be and to be fair, no. To I, be I, fair, no. to be fair, of Billy D. Williams, um, I've watched because of what I do on my on my other show. I've watched a fair amount of Billy D. Williams. Um, movies he's not the strongest actor and despite his his appearance and he's a, 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 an outstanding looking man he 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 doesn't have a super magnetic presence but to be in all fairness to him i don't think he's ever i don't think I've never seen him given much of a script to rock with. You know what I'm saying? So, so he's never I, been challenged is what you're saying. Exactly. And who and who's to say that it at, especially at this time in his career in 1989 when he probably was looking to make that shift into more character stuff hmm. if given the you know a meaty role that he he wouldn't have like really leaned into it. So in fairness to him, he might have been able to pull it off. Yeah, I, I just I like I'm, as as I'm enjoying the the story and like oh that's a really cool way to take Harvey Dent. There was a couple of parts in here where I was just like, I see it's Billy D. Williams. In no part of my brain can I imagine Billy D. Williams reciting these lines and pulling off. Not even not even in so much as uh, talent associated with it, just so much as I've never seen him come close to this tone. But to be fair to you and what he's chosen, how, mu- how much Billy D. Williams have you seen? Have you really only seen him primarily in Star Wars? No, no, I've seen him in a bunch of stuff. My mom was obsessed with. with oh, that's uh, right. I forgot your mom liked the brand. I forgot about your mama. Yeah, I know how your mama. How could you? <laughs> no, uh, there's a, there's a lot of like seventies and eighties movies. What's up, Miss Batucci? How you doing, baby? <laughs> There's a lot of there's a lot of 70s 80s movies that he was always in that so I So you had the wedding names, baby. I, I've seen him. I <laughs> I'm gonna, I'm, it's going to I mean you can ask her to dance my dad will be like yeah, go. <laughs> um I've seen him in tons yeah, of stuff so but it's always wow. been it's <laughs> you have to make a note. You have to make a note of that. To I, you, I, you forgot about my mother. Or, uh, I've only ever seen him. I've I've mostly only ever seen him play to type. Never very vulnerable. Mm-hmm, always very mm-hmm. kind of swaggered. Yeah. Always more yeah. charismatic or charming. Not and which Harvey Dent is. But I've never seen him be vulnerable. I've mm-hmm. never seen him be introspective. It's always been right. more, you know, bravado. And mm-hmm. this is not that. And it just, it, I like, I couldn't see it. I just couldn't see it. I got you. I hear you. But who knows? You know, with any actor, cool. there's always like, you, you know, the, the role that might surprise you or whatever. That's like true. they, like yeah. Len was, like Len was getting at, like maybe he just wasn't given what, you know, cause people do I, get typecast. 
but yeah. this is not this is not a drag of Billy D. No, Williams. no, no, it's for just, sure. Yeah, it's a departure of what the other two movies had him do, hmm. and I've seen him do before, right? Hmm. Or do since. No, I hear you. I hear you. You guys should try this. You guys should read this. It was very interesting. It's like fascinating, almost of a read. I'm gonna. Right on. It kind of what you were saying reminds me a little bit of. Um, we just rewatched Twelve Monkeys, which is one of my favorite movies. And you remember the guy in the asylum who is in like divergent realities, and he yeah. like he knows that he's in the asylum, but he's like, but also I am and like an alien king ortho of the mar yeah 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 and i always thought that was such a fascinating concept and what you were talking about all reminded me are you also divergent friend yeah Yeah. i need to see that movie again it's so good good i love that it's been a while yeah it's an all-time favorite rewatch i love 12 um let's move on i'll tell you it's what star wars the high republic trail of shadows number one from marvel comics written by daniel jose older with art by david wachter jedi knight and private eye team up to uncover a mystery that will change the high republic forever a Jedi Master is dead. Another is in a state of complete shock. It's a Moida, the likes of which the Jedi Oida have never seen before. There are no leads. There are no suspects. There is no motive. But Jedi investigator Emmerich Kaptor Kaf, must solve the case before it's too late. The fate of the Jedi, the Huts, the Nihil, and everyone in the galaxy hangs in this tangled thread of lies and deceit. Emmerich will need to dive into the darkness, testing himself and his Jedi ideals like never before. He'll need help. Luckily, Private Eye, C and Holt lives in the dark. Together, they'll follow this trail of shadows wherever it leaves. Oh. And, oh, if they can work together, that is. Um, so I, uh, I read the first novel of The High Republic. I read the second novel of The High Republic. I, have, I fell off there. I read the first maybe five or six issues of the, the comic book High Republic. And I just haven't had a chance to catch up. So I don't know if this is referencing things that happened in the previous novel uh, or what, but uh, this was a little, a little impenetrable and a little boring. I was excited to read it. I like the idea of like, this is very much a detective story, Star Wars, which I think is very, very cool. I don't think we've seen that very often in the Star Wars U. So uh, I was excited about it, but Uh, I don't know. Uh, the problem I'm having with the High Republic so far is that there's so many characters and so many things to keep track of that my brain, which is not great to begin with, gets a little fuzzy on stuff. Uh, and I find it hard to attach myself emotionally to any one or two characters because there's just so many of them. Um, but I didn't hate this book. Uh, maybe it would read better in a trade. I don't know. What did you think, Noel? Uh, I thought it like as a as an entry point it was shit. Hmm. Oh, um, but I like the idea of it. I really really like the, the idea of PI teaming up with a Jedi, good cop bad cop in this universe. I think that's ripe for so much awesomeness, which makes me even a little bit more sad about how mediocre this was. Uh, kind of rolled out like uh, the the very beginning, you know a Jedi gets turned to dust and it's the, it's the onset of the mystery, but the whole first third, I feel like I'm missing something. Not because the story is being given to me in pieces, but because they're all using reference points that I have no idea what the fuck is going on. Mm. 
it's just boxes and boxes of dialogue about stuff that I should know. I maybe know. I don't know. Like if, if this was so impenetrable from the start, why did they waste their recap page on a timeline and just tell me some details? Yeah. Crazy. Like what this the Nihil is. Yeah. Yeah. The, uh, the, the, um, which I guess are bad guys in yes. the other, I I know that this is a connected universe and that's fine, but this is a number one. Give me yeah. something, not just yeah, one hundred percent. If no one, if you're trying to reach out to new readers and none of the reader, like there are readers out there who haven't read Light of the Jedi, which is the first High Republic novel, you need that. Welcome to what's happening page. Like this right. is what a Nihil is. This is what timeline we're in. Like. The timeline they they show us right in that graphic you were talking about, mm-hmm. but yeah, within like the event of even the High Republic, where are we? Um, yeah, yeah, how is, is this at all connected to the other book? I only read like three issues of it, but there's four. Co- there's like three other comics, two or three novels, YA books. Where is this? Where does this fit in there? Just kind of give me something. I don't, don't know. And that's <laughs> great. That's their deal, right? Like, that's what they're trying to do is have a multi-media, like, multi-platform story where they're all interconnected, but you theoretically don't have to read all of them. Yeah. That What you guys are talking about, I didn't get to it, but um, what you guys are talking about is, like, make or break for that kind of thing. If you want to cross uh, media, then you've got to, you've got to make it so that people who don't read the other form of your story are into it anyway you know the the back half of this book was much stronger Mm. like as soon as i got footing but i i put this book down Mm. and then read something else and then got back to it like it was a chore enjoyed the second half a lot more but it is like for 20 pages it took too long it was rough I, i i it was disappointing but I really, really like this this uh, this this grizzled Jedi character with his uh, with his droid, his shoulder droid. That's awesome. Um, <laughs> yeah. I'm really intrigued by the PI. This this woman who seems to have died already. Like, there's a lot of really good. No, I don't think she's dead. Still be all right. No, of course not. She's <laughs> co lead. But yeah, but uh, the I, there's a lot of really great story crumbs. It's just it was a slog to get to them, which overall disappoints me. Yeah, agreed. Um, basically, there is a Jedi who has uh, been murdered um, in a way that they can't just, they have no idea how he died. And then he wound up just turning to dust and blowing away. And meanwhile, people are remembering an old, um, what is that, like a lullaby? Like a nursery rhyme. Like a, like a nursery rhyme. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah, that ends with turn to dust. Turn to dust. Oh. So it's it sort of, uh, the clue is in there for some reason. Uh, we're not inqu- entirely sure why. Um, but that's yeah, it's, it's it. got it's got like folklore kind of supernatural tinges to it, which is really, really cool, or at least in like a unknown, known fear kind of way, which is mm-hmm. not normal or not trope in a Star Wars story, especially involving Jedi, who mm-hmm. are usually the smartest people in the room. So there's so mm-hmm. many there's so many pluses or like good things in the in the awesome column. It just, it's a rough first issue. I'm hoping it's just a rough first issue, though. Like, maybe this will be a great 
full story, but hey. Like it's it's referencing the Battle of Grizzle or Grizzle, and I don't know what that is. So I don't know if the Battle of Grizzle actually happened in another one of the High Republic novels. Hmm. Like I don't I don't know what this battle I, is. Also, why I are find they surprised? Like somebody died in a battle. Well, you know? well he turned to no, I, he he didn't just he turned he turned into stone and then just sure. disappeared. Yeah. Um what I don't know if it frustrates me or makes me happy that I've only read like three issues of the f- main comic. That's it. And I don't know what's going on. You've read two prose novels, twice as many issues and work at a comic shop full time. <laughs> and you were still confused as I. Yeah. Is that mm. good yeah, well, or mm. is that more frustrating? Yeah. <laughs> To be fair, I didn't read, like, maybe there was a lead into this and I just didn't read it yet. I haven't gotten to it, you know? Yeah, I mean, but Noel makes a good point. <laughs> no, I, I'm not disagreeing with him. Yeah. If there was a lead in, then what, like, issues 9 and 10 of the High Republic? I don't know. I mean, yeah. Hmm. Anyway. I like this alien yeah, that's like, got I his mouth finish. on top of his eyes. That's cool. You don't see that a lot. Spooky, yeah. Yeah. Um, my point is, is like I didn't finish the High Republic mi- series, so I don't know if maybe that ended on a cliffhanger with the Battle of Grizzle. Do you know what I mean? Uh, yeah. So, uh, did anyone else read this? Will- Not me. No. Yeah. Okay. What about E T E R number one? What about? I read it. Are you the only one? Am I, I the only it. one that read that? I re- I read it. Javier Polito. No. E-T-E-R number one by A.W.A. Upshot, written by Jeff McComsey, Dan Panosian, with art by Javier Polito and Sean Crystal. Intergalactic virus liquefy one of your heads? Feeling a bit off ever since you drove through that black hole? Then visit E-T-E-R, the galaxy's leading medical facility. This interplanetary crew of doctors, nurses, paramedics, and technicians is uniquely qualified to cure what ails you. There's no planet too far, no asteroid too small, no patient too, well, <laughs> alien. <laughs> and they accept most forms of insurance. This supersized debut special includes two stories of medical madness that are <laughs> out of this world. Uh, I didn't read it. What did you guys think, Len and Noel? Noel? Wait, I have a question um, before you get into it. They're all extraterrestrials, right? Like, do they just no. all refer to themselves? Oh, okay. <laughs> They're like, uh, just re- um, the Earth is I, their point of reference. I thought, so I, I grabbed this book because we only had, it was like kind of a light week and we only had um, like eight Batman books and then Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, ah, I'll just grab this. It, it sounds like, like, I hate that cover. It, it looks so it looks like a oh. joke of a comic like like this is a fake comic book that's in a TV show. <laughs> like I, I hate the premise and I hate the comic. But then I opened it up and it was Javier Polito art. And the the tone of it was men in blackish with like a hidden hospital under a hospital and all kinds of weird, dumb, big ideas. And huh. it didn't take itself seriously. And I found myself enjoying it more than I ever should have. Hmm. I, I I really liked this more than I thought I was going to. Yeah, Is I think it, you Yeah. Keep going, no, keep going. No, no, no. I like I I it, it was just it's it's delightful. 
Yeah, I, th- I think you're you're um, comparing it to Men in Black is like spot on. It is it like is. Um, it, it it is it is it is Men in Black, you know, MD. That is exactly what this drone is, and it and it it's it doesn't take itself seriously. And I think you know Javier Polito's art lends itself to that. Um, uh, it's funny. Um, it's it's quirky as as hell. Um, it's got a good. It's it, it it's 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 just fun. Like it's nothing. There's nothing really super deep about it. You know, to be honest, it's not a comic book that I necessarily need to collect. This scene, stay there when he's. Yeah, done. we yeah. gotta talk about this scene. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a good scene. <laughs> this, this, but this is but this is this is what this this book is. It does not take itself seriously at all. They cut. I mean, no, we'll tell you. Go ahead. No, uh, they they cut this this alien. So this alien is it, whatever kind of alien he is. He needs an appetite. The planet smasher. Um, yeah, but if he dies, he also creates a black hole. So whichever planet he dies on, he destroys the planet. So they have to wow. save him. Like the stakes of the surgery being successful are legitimately the world is going to be destroyed. However, he when they cut him open, a monster comes out and that's his immune system. Another monster. Hmm. So you've got this green doctor and then all the other like uh, surgeons and the, the, the new doctor is just like, what are we going to do? And she turns around and almost like a comedy beat, the other doctors are putting on pads <laughs> and getting baseball bats. And they're like, oh, we're going to fight that thing. You're going to go ahead and finish the surgery. Thank you. Bye. Yeah. It, yeah. It's just hmm. it's just a comedy scene. And it, exactly. it was fucking delightful. Like, it was and, just really, really funny. And they're doing this because this is their Tuesday, three o'clock. It's not yeah. like it's, <laughs> it is. It's very self-aware and it's very it's very successful in that way where it, and it I don't know. It's, it was just really funny. But then they, they revisit it, too, where like she's getting the job done and they're, you know, in the background of some panels getting knocked around the other doctors with baseball pads on. It was just it was funny. It was really funny. I, I enjoyed this more than I ever thought I would. Hmm. Is anyone reading Money Shot? I read I'm the not. first issue. Hmm. Dan H is commenting that it sounds like Money Shot, but with doctors. Hmm. I mean, a lot less sex, probably. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So in yeah, that way, it's worthwhile. not like Money Shot. I, I think mean, so. uh, the backup is interesting. I didn't read the backup. Um, it looked good. Um, worthwhile. It's it's worth reading. Hmm. Is it necessarily worth collecting? Your your money may your mileage may vary on that, but it's worth reading. True. It's fun. And and I don't know. I, I want. I I do wonder how the book is going to be structured though, because this it's very much structured like a a standalone story. I mean, there's a little bit of a cliffhanger where the doctor is given the option to stay in the ETER. But other than that, it's one case, almost like a procedural, almost like a hmm. it worked like a pilot of a television show for a doctor show. Right. Right. So it they could go to completely different artists for every episode, for every issue. They could have a completely different tone every issue. Like I, I have I'm, I'd be very interested to see what this actually becomes. So I don't know if it'll be that great. This was this was a weird backup. He became poop. Oh, yeah, it was weird. 
That's weird. I, I mean, I, I didn't read it. I kind of like, you know, flip, flip through, through it. it. You can figure the out what was happening. Miniaturized himself in a pill to go fight the inside of the body yeah, and then became cool. poop to evacuate. <laughs> that's it's how gross. you would do it. <laughs> Is this, this was, the same guy that did six six uh, sidekicks of Trigger? No. Uh, no, okay. No, that's um, Kyle Starks. What did what did Javier Polito do that we have? Uh, oh. He did um, Batgirl Year One. Oh, okay. He he did no, he does the art from Yeah, it was Batgirl One. It's Batgirl. He did um he did a bunch of st- uh, Daredevil stuff with Mark Wade uh, mm-hmm. before. Uh, uh, most Marcus recently, Martin, he did. Most recently, he did the um um Ninja didn't he? Ninja was it Ninja? Ninja K, yeah. Ninja K. That Which one is book it? was illustrated fantastically. And, sometimes it's yeah. Ninjak, but then sometimes there's a a hyphen and it's Ninja K. Which is oh really? Oh, I thought you were just joking. No, no Ninja oh. Ninjak is actually like the 007, right? It's Ninja K, Ninja L, Ninja oh, M. Interesting. I want to read a book about Ninjas. Hmm. I, I would, would never read that. I would oh, actually. No. I would never read that. I would. I would throw that across the room. What about Ninja. About like Lockjaw, yeah. Ninja with Lockjaw. Ninja with Lockjaw is a silent book. I don't want to read Ninja. No. Oh no. No. Spider Man uh, came out today. Hey, it was amazing. Spider Man number seventy six, Marvel Comics, Zeb Wells, Patrick Gleason. Ah oh, shit! The unthinkable has happened. Yeah. <laughs> That's the best solicitation this whole week. <laughs> End scene. Who else read this besides JD and I? Oh, I read it. You sound excited. Oh, it's written all over my face. (laughs) No, Uh, I thought this was fine. Uh, It was cute. Um, I mean, Hmm? everything was. I liked the relationship between the two of them better. uh, The two of them, meaning Ben and Peter. Hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. It it left me super cold last week, and this week it was nice. Um. Uh, so I like that. Um, the art was fantastic. Just Patrick Gleason's awesome in the, on this book. I, yeah, just the art was fantastic. Um, everything else, I've got like a real wait and see vibe on it. Like, ooh, Peter's dead again, or he's gonna die again, or in a coma, or his body's protecting himself, cocooned or something. I don't know. They'll come up with some sort of spider analogy for what's happening to him. Um, <laughs> I. I, I I, I've this feels like a book that I'll wait and not wait for tri- I'll just wait for word of mouth because as strong as it feels right now or as as much as like it feels kind of fresh ish I don't know I'm still burned by three times weekly or three times yeah. monthly and is it gonna be this strong probably not and then I'll have 15 extra issues of ASM yeah. that, yeah, like a shrug at, right? So I, I like there's promise here, but I'm still apprehensive. Well, I mean, after watching, you know, 75 issues, I didn't read all 75 issues, but checking in here, there are 75 issues of Nick Spencer's run on Spider-Man, right? <laughs> it was Nick Spencer, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, and you know the 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 tortured soul that he. Uh, mess that he made of Peter Parker's life. It's nice to see that, like, you know, this refreshing 
return to the glory days of Peter where he just merely fell into a coma um, <laughs> after being paralyzed in a hospital. Um, <laughs> I was like, oh, God. I mean, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I love Patrick Gleason's art. Patrick Gleason's art is 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 great. Um, I like seeing the ageless uh, Aunt May, who is now just, you know, like ready to, you know, uh, cast checks upside doctors heads because they're not taking care of her Peter. Um, so that's kind of that's cool. Very, that's very Aunt May. Yeah, I like that. Hmm. So that, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's 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 not the Aunt May I grew up with, but I like this Aunt May, so I'm I'm cool. It was nice seeing Colin Wing and and Misty Knight, you know, as you know, utility players that they can just put in the background of of comic books once again. Um, so that's kind of good. But overall, this this book is not for me, and um, I didn't care. I didn't care about Ben at the end with his lob. Rob Leefield um, guns on it on his wrists now. I just, I just. They're gauntlets, Len. Show some respect to the gauntlets. <laughs> so Why aren't they blue and red? Why couldn't they paint them blue and red? They look uh, so dumb. Too quick for branding. They look so dumb, and now all of a sudden, Ben, I guess, to differentiate himself from um, Peter, is you know went to Planet Fitness because now he's all jacked up. I'm like, I, I just, I just don't care. How do you think? How do you think that font sounds? <laughs> some reverberation. <laughs> <laughs> that. Yeah. Was epic. I love that, Noel. Thank you. <laughs> I, every time, every time they do that, with like introductions of characters or like declarations of characters, and it shows up at their, as their font. I always think that, just like, what does that font sound like? Like, does Iron Man's font sound mechanical? Does Spider Man's font sound? Hey, here's the, th- here's the thing: when, like? when they do it with Batman, you know what Batman's yeah. font yeah. sounds like because Rabble. it's like shit. Yeah, because yeah. you've heard him say it, but right. you've never, you know, you Spider Man. He's like, I'm Spider Man. <laughs> it just doesn't sound like the font. <laughs> it has the kind of brightness that this font shows. Spider Man. Um, that's why I need to big gauntlet thing. Lean into it, Len. You're hitting on something. You're hitting on something that, like, I'm I'm starting to realize about myself too. At least my current readership habits. I'm I find myself. I still I still love single issues, and I still want to read single issues. But I find myself being gravitated more towards specific finite runs or miniseries. Mm-hmm. Like even, like so like uh, I read Thor and Avengers now, but it's basically just for the writers. So as long as they're there, I like they're the kind of writers that have kind of like endings to their runs, even though the book will continue. I find myself gravitating more towards anything that kind of will have at least some sort of climax. And, you know, maybe this beyond era will have one, but if it's anything like the last one, it'll be spinning wheels for maybe 50 extra issues. And I'd rather just wait and find out as opposed to experience that in real time. Is it rotating so maybe, maybe in a month also? from now? Yeah, yes. it's rotating writers and rotating mm. artists. So like that's hit or miss. That's yeah, like it is. But in hindsight, I think Brand New Day was rad as hell. Yep. So even though I dropped off like six months in mm. in real time, because that was a lot of issues. But I don't know. Like um, I think there's promise here. It's just 
I I've cold feet. JD, what did you think? I'm really enjoying it, um, uh, especially after the last the last run. I think this is a nice change of pace. I'm really digging it. I like that Ben's back. Um, I like that they even sort of commented on the thing that you mentioned last ep issue, which was Ben Riley's being a real dickhead. And then in this yeah. issue, Ben Riley's like, yeah, sorry about that. I was being kind of a dickhead. I'm not used to um, people. I'm not used to asking people for things because I have to take what's what I think I'm owed because uh, of, you know, the just the the trials and tribulations of being a clone. Right. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, you know, th this character has had a lot of self-doubt and everything, thinking that he's not actually even sort of a person because of the, the fact that he's a clone. And does he actually deserve life? Does he actually deserve happiness or mm -hmm. relationships or anything? That sort of stuff. So like all that self-searching and uh, he just wound up going a little too ham on the, on the opposite end. Right. And then just being like, nah, this is mine. I'm taking it. So uh, I like that. He's trying to figure himself out. And, uh, yeah, the stuff with Peter, I was actually like, Ooh, shit. Um, cause he has that conversation with Ben, Ben leaves and then MJ's talking to him, but he doesn't quite respond. And Peter goes, ah, I'm just waiting for Ben to be out of earshot. And she's like, why? And she's like, cause I can't feel my body. Uh, and then he starts to go into some sort of ca cardiac arrest or something. And it sounds yeah. like maybe his spider sense is actually shutting down his body because his, his body thinks that it is the problem. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was really cool. Like the danger is yeah. inside of himself, so his body is shutting itself down. Yeah. Um, so like of the, the radiation, the which is, is radiation. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I thought that was really cool. Uh, I agree, uh, but I think the the gauntlets are supposed to be silly. Uh, I don't think they're supposed to be like, ah, oh, look how cool these are. I think it's supposed to be like, uh, relax, there, chief. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I'm, I'm on board. I'm on board. I like, you know, we're having elements of superior Spider-Man when Doc Ock was in Peter's body and was a little bit more ruthless. Like the way he takes down these U-men uh, uh, at the end here is, I guess it's kind of ruthless. Like none of them die. Um, yeah, he doesn't kill them. There's some Ruth. It's, yeah. It's yeah. not without it's it. None Ruth. without Ruth. Yeah. <laughs> um, it's a baby but, Ruth. Uh, it's a baby Ruth. <laughs> 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 well done um and then at the end you know you know the guy's like spider-man he's like hell yeah spider-man so yeah. i thought this is kind of fun i'm, I'm enjoying it i like the new suit uh, i think the new suit is a little dark mm, um, the, the way he draws uh, the way um patrick Gleason draws the ben riley suit specifically looks much darker uh and shadowier than peter's costume so, yeah, I think um, that's just a you know to differentiate. Yeah. yeah, I I am I am interested slash fascinated in the Beyond Corporation more than like the characters. Yeah. Just what is the angle of Beyond? Mm -hmm. I did yeah. think that was cool. The um the backup issue, the backup story from the last issue, the the psychologist they have him seeing, the the main scienti scientist. They there's something unsaid which to me is a relatively intriguing mystery that I'd like to know more about. It's just, yeah. you know, the superheroics in the front. We'll see. Uh, I'm definitely going to stick with it because I'm contractually obligated. Uh, uh, now hey, I have you a question oh my God. for Lynn specifically. Lynn. Yes. Can you explain this patreon.com backslash Johnny Destructo stuff? 
Well, Patreon is a website that for years uh, has been catering go back a little farther <laughs> uh, for years plus one okay. where yeah. th- th- <laughs> been catering to artistic and creative types um, who are looking for a way to reach out to their audience to see if their audience would be interested in helping facilitate their artistry by um, donating and becoming more or less subscribers to their um, their artistic endeavors and do with us. Well, it has to do with us because through our our leader, Johnny Destructo, a.k.a. Jadles up there, um, people can go to patreon.com slash Johnny Destructo and become a subscriber or patron of the Cult Pop Podcast Network, which helps keep the podcast free, which helps us um, maintain any type of, you know, streaming fees and things of, of that nature and and uh, keep the equipment up and running um, at all of these four different places. Um, and by becoming patrons of the Cult Pop Network, they are also become in line for uh stickers as as in thanks for their uh contributing to the welfare of the network and the show as well as some other um you know little uh thingamadoodles and coutrements and um collateral well i have yet to make it so uh, right soon, though, the sticker tier will be you pay a, a, a monthly fee for the Patreon and I will design and print new stickers every month and I will send you um, a new sticker. It'll probably be like five bucks. But yeah, this is the new one that I just did. Um, and it's from um, what we do what in we the, do shadows. the shadows. Uh, and uh, the quote is, I became a vampire to suck blood and to fuck forever. So I thought this would be fun. Judy, I like the uh, the O's are little drops of blood. I didn't notice that yeah. when I saw it before. That's cool. Well, the, uh, yeah, up there is the uh, drops of blood, but then the fuck is a little hurt. That's nice. Also involving blood. Yeah. So yeah. Uh, pump it. Well yeah. done, Land. Thank you. Better yes. than I could ever do it, as usual. Um, um, and before we could before we continue on, I just want to uh, take this moment so I don't want to wait all the way to the end to just let the audience out there know that tonight will be my last night here on the Cold Pop Network um, spoiler alert show. Uh, it has been a fun, I don't know, like a whole lot of years sitting here busting up with these guys. Um, but I'm, I've got to step out and take care of some other uh, projects and things. But I will definitely come back time to time to sit in and chat about comic books. Well, not so much comic books, but other stuff <laughs> that we, that we want to uh, get in on. And um, I'm sure they'll find their way to, to my studio eventually. And they'll, that would be cool. We'll oh, maybe you'll do a gutter and, talk and not mind if we are on it. More than, more than, well, I wouldn't do Gotta Talk without you guys. Oh, I sweet. wouldn't do that. No, I wouldn't do that. No. So, no. So, yeah. so, so thank you for all of you making me welcome here, you, you guys, and all of you, you fans out there. I appreciate each and every one of you. And, uh, you know, thanks. Well, thank you, Len. I really enjoyed it. And I'm sorry to see you go, but I'm happy that you're on to some cool stuff. 
Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I mean, but it is a bummer because I like seeing it every week. Because I'm I'm optimistic because I know that Len can't shake me. (laughs) (laughs) You're not fucking going anywhere. Uh, yeah, this was this was not a surprise when you when you when you posted that last night in the in the in our thread. Uh, yeah, that makes sense. I get it. Uh, very busy fella. Always working on uh, the next oh, yeah. thing. Very excited to see what you have coming down the pipeline. And uh, we're going to miss. A... Oh, wait, hold on. Hold on. I, you? I, I, get, uh, I like, on, you want to curse on record on record. Will you still do whatever holiday show we end up doing Ooh. with us? Yes. Yes. We have, ah, to the yes. We have to do the like. So, like, at least that for is, annual things. Yes, I will uh, be here. I will now, be I here. heard him say any the holiday show. So, any holiday <laughs> that we do a show for. Yeah. yeah. Well, we yeah. had we had ambitions. Shows. We had we had these wild ambitions. We sure did. <laughs> about like quarterly uh, yeah. holiday shows and book yeah. club and stuff. We were planning Arbor Day. We, like we were. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We can barely read all the books. <laughs> <laughs> so, so we're just here for friendship. And invite everyone around. And the next time you're on, Len, I'll cry. <laughs> Wait, why would you cry when you're on? That's rude. Because yeah. it'll From remind me. Of what, probably it'll remind me of what I'm missing. Like I'm really good at oh, compartmentalizing <laughs> until <laughs> until it's right there. Huh. Cool. I'm glad um, you liked that holiday thing. Yeah, you like that? Yeah. Get them on record. Oh, uh, <laughs> what are Len? In Noel had written in the notes, Len. Uh, parting advice for nerds, what are at least three things that a good fan should know slash do slash abide by? Wait, wait a minute. What, what are, wait, wait a minute. I, I, I'm not sure I understood the question. What's oh, the okay. Question? So I wanted I wanted you to impart wisdom. Okay. Do okay. Like, so, like no, but the magic still... black character <laughs> in... <laughs> no, in the show if, uh, if imparts you magical if, black wisdom on us. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I still, I honestly don't understand what is the question that you're asking. If you okay, um, I, I would like you to give the listeners and watchers right at least three pieces of advice in regards to what it's like to be a responsible or open fan. Things you should do, things you should know, or things you should abide by. Oh, okay. Um, what you should number one is that whatever you are a fan of, then learn all about it and through engage with truly engage with it. Um, read up on it, read its history, read, um, you know, just just get involved with it because that will, you know, deeper your appreciation of it. Um, Oh, um, and it'll just make you enjoy it that much more. Um, That's number one. The other the other two is to um, be open to people who also like what you like, no matter from what walk of life they come from, you know, be open to receiving them. Um, It it doesn't mean that you're necessarily going to 
fuck with everybody because there may be a little bit of a disconnect, but be open to that opportunity. Be open to that conversation. Be open to that that moment of meeting them, um, because that also can be become very very, very rewarding. Uh, one of the most rewarding things about being doing Black Tribbles for 10 years was going to conventions and having people come up to us and, you know, from all over the fucking country, you know, the world even, and just saying, like, I found your show. And it's like, it was nice to just find somebody who shared one aspect of what I what I liked, you know, and I didn't think anybody else did. And it was like, and people would come up to us like bawling and crying. And it was like, and, and you just receive that because you don't see yourself in that, in that place. We got to be open to that, be open to that. Hmm. Um, and then the, the third thing is, is that, and I mean this with all sincerity is that, and this will be very hard to find, but if you are lucky enough to find people who not only enjoy what you do, but seem to not mind having you around <laughs> when you do it, um, such as the Tribbles for the last 10 years, such as my partner, Vincent, various friends, and, su and such as all of these, these three gentlemen right here on this show. Um, I met Noel and B. Uh, through JD and there's not a moment that I am not with JD that I don't remember that I met JD through Randy of Black Tribbles mm. and when I met JD I he was just the white guy that w worked at this comic book shop <laughs> you know I still um <laughs> you are <laughs> but, now, but now you own a, now you own the comic book shop and and uh, I, I think I even told J.D. like there was a moment when I had an opportunity to hang around J.D. and Randy wasn't going to be there. And I was like, I don't know. Can I hang yeah. around J.D. without Randy there? I don't know. This doesn't feel doesn't feel right. I don't have the buffer, you know. Um, yeah. Yeah. We've all. Been and, yeah. And it, it was. It's, and and I did. It felt cool. And the reason why it felt cool is because J.D. is one of the coolest, most thoughtful people that I have ever met in my entire fucking life and he made me feel welcome and I've seen him do it with no I've seen him do it with B I see see him do it with everyone that walks into his store um, and if you're lucky enough to find somebody like that then grab hold onto them and never ever fucking let go because they are friends for lifetimes nice Word. I never know how to uh, respond to this. <laughs> Love you. <laughs> I don't know how to say it. I love my men's. I love men too. Excellent. Excellent. And Len, I think not only did JD introduce you and I, it was this very podcast. That's that, true. Uh, this one right here. Out. Yeah, and then we We've worked backwards for the first time. You guys have never met? <laughs> yeah. oh, oh, I do like so a nice. Merlin thing where I live in reverse order. <laughs> so, yeah. Benjamin no. Button? No, no, it was... Uh, well, he went through time in the right order. He just aged. It's just hard to tell with Brian because he's had a beard since birth. So... Yes. Yeah, I did. <laughs> always looked the same. And I talked like this. I came out, I was like, he's, hey, Mom. He's always been... He's <laughs> always been <laughs> 
uh, bearded and incredibly erudite. So he just came out as a a, a child with a yeah. a baby with a beard and a pipe. Yeah. Talking he came out with a beard and his balls hit the floor. Yeah. <laughs> <Immediately>. <laughs> still slapping to the ground today. Hello, maternal figure. Yeah. Is that mine? What an interesting predicament life is. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> ah. Ah, well thank you uh, well, i've started Len, to die I, I wish i wish we had more gutter talks um i know we had it because of you know the way life has been um having to like put shows together because we just started running out of time to do all the things that we wanted to yeah, do and, yeah you know kind of had a jam gutter talk into this so that we could all get together and hang out and do the things um every every time we have hung out uh it has always been a blessing, and uh, just the fact yeah. that you would hang out with me and do shows with me uh, has been something else. Um, you know what I was actually thinking about the other day? I, I said, you know what? I, I, what was I doing? I was, I was thinking about what I was going to eat for, for lunch, and I was like, <laughs> you know what? This would have, I would have, right now, I would be getting a chicken cheese stick and splitting it with JD. Oh. <laughs> Eating a chicken cheese steak and fries. I remember uh, I met you guys. Well, I met I met Randy and, and Len at the old shop about five years mm-hmm. ago, maybe a little longer, uh, just picking up my books. And I was a fiend about like going right after work around Tuesday or uh, on Wednesdays. And you guys would be there recording and then just like tiptoeing around and just like eh, not wanting to interrupt. <laughs> yeah. And then eventually yeah, yeah. I, it was either Randy or you that were just like, what the fuck do you think? Like, my chance. They want to know my opinion because I didn't I like uh, up until then, I had absolutely no like local nerd friends. I would just grab my comics and go sit alone in my apartment and read them or go sit at a bar and just read alone. I, I this the the idea of actually conversing about uh, all of this stuff or like having a good time. I, it was just straight up giddy that anybody wanted to mm-hmm. even engage as opposed mm-hmm. to invite me to to do it every week um, on record. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is this is uh, awesome. Rob, yeah, you've always got interesting uh, AKA, things, you know, up. Optimus Douche, uh, also alum, previous alum of the uh, Cult Pop podcast, says, fair, fair adieu. Inexplicably switching back and forth between English and French. (laughs) Fair adieu, Len, bon voyage. (laughs) Rob, you're not getting rid of me. I'm still going to be in the chat. So it's all good. Yeah, Yeah, we get to hear hear their thoughts. So maybe every now and then, Len, we'll have something. Every every time... Every time that we get in the weeds about any topic and you open up your chat and see that there's like 45 unread messages, <laughs> I expect you to just be like, the fuck are you losers talking about? <laughs> or like, I didn't find your people curse yeah. at them. Yeah. <laughs> you keep everything balanced. Oh, you do, y'all don't know. As many times you don't, like I'll be sitting with my friends and my phone will be dinging. They'll be like, you don't need to check that. I said, this is some chatty no. Cathy's. They'll be all right. <laughs> 
yeah, I mean, you guys are true. absolutely on silent. <laughs> I love talking with but you yeah, in the chat, but when there's a conversation happening and you're not part of it, it's like lightning yeah. speed. You know, <laughs> there's times where I'm just ha- I'm just on red tube, just doing my thing, <laughs> producing content for red tube. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you never you never interrupt me time. Doesn't matter how much it dings. Oh, no, but, like that's. We all have roles like in the in the chat and your role is to just yeah, I don't care you guys are yeah. you guys are somewhere else. I don't care. Here is this great article. Shut up. Yes, that's what I do. <laughs> Len will often send us uh what came out this week thirty or forty years ago. And yeah, it's cool. It's true. You yeah, know, it's I cool to see. Posts, yeah. And you're like, oh man, that was a good week. You know, like, yeah. <laughs> Peter David on the Hulk. This thing was happening. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Um, all right, let's have a gutter talk. Uh, Can we get a high-pitched gutter talk? Gutter talk! Excellent. There it is. <laughs> Fandome 2021, DC's big uh, internet. What is Red Tube says action figure expert? <laughs> Don't Google it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Fandome is um, uh, DC's digital uh, comic convention where they just – they spew a bunch of releases and they show you new trailers and new announcements and interviews. And uh, let me ask you this. I did not watch this year's fandom y'all. Let me ask. Oh, you haven't watched any of it. No. I mean, I, okay. I went through and I looked, looked up the trailers to watch the trailers, mm-hmm. but I haven't mm-hmm. watched any of the fandom. Oh, um, I got like the panels and stuff. Okay. I got right. You. I did that last year. I was sort of a little feeling a little salty about it because as a retailer who's living is selling comic books, the thing that DC makes mm. and they get all of their content from, there was very little in the way of, if you like this movie that's coming out, be sure to check out your local comic shop for Harley Quinn animated series comic book or Batman uh, imposter from the screenwriter of the upcoming Batman movie. You know, they didn't do any of that last mm. year. Was there any of that this year? Yes and no. So they structured it differently this year. Last year, they attempted to literally mimic a kind of convention setting where each hour block was associated with some sort of something. And then they had interviews and panels this year. It was literally just a four hour stream and they just started rolling through things. So there was no specific scheduled blocks. You just kind of had to roll with it. Um, And what they did was they would have interstitials between larger blocks. All of the larger blocks had to do with multimedia, almost nothing to do with comics. However, in between each one, they would have some sort of special guest come in and announce something or announce a publication that's related to whatever block they're about to talk about. And it was almost always Candace Patton from the flash. She was the fucking MVP (laughs) of this whole endeavor because she showed up on screen more than anyone else. And I am not fucking complaining about that. Hell no. Yes. (laughs) So she like her role, like she was on the whole day, but her role was literally like, you could tell that they just had this amazing actress read announcements for two hours. And then they just cut it into the middle of like (laughs) other things. But she, she announced uh, the new, um, uh, a bunch of new comic series. I wrote a bunch of stuff down. Um, oh. The Monkey Prince Maxi series, um, which is, I don't know if you guys looked into that, the Gene yeah, Gang. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, um, I looked at it. It looks kind of interesting. 
she she announced some of the specifics of the blood syndicate or the the milestone stuff. She announced right. the Wonder Woman event uh, for twenty twenty two trial of the Amazon War. The it's trial of the Amazon. Mars Comics just commented she was doing the news flashes. Yeah, and it, like she was she was the MVP. Like it, it yeah. like it was all incredibly boring copy that they gave her, and it was just like, yeah. ooh, Candace Patton's on. She's gonna say something I care about. Yeah. yeah. Um. So, but so they didn't focus on anything really publication wise so much as they yeah. just they did a better job of s- slightly connecting it more to the other. Good. That's all I want. Pieces. Hmm. Just mention that comics exist. <laughs> yeah, yeah th- it was a little better. Uh, they could have done a better job, but, you know, like after the Flash sizzle reel, they could have easily plugged Batman 89 or something like that. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, damn, yeah, yeah. Shit. Um, Foster, so no, you've got your list of. Guy. I do. You've got um, list what do you got? So happened. I've got chunks. Uh, comics, games, television, or film. Is there anything you guys would just run through, or what do you think? Hmm. Let's we'll start with TV and film. We talked about a lot of comics beforehand. Yeah, well, I mean, that was the extent of the comics, by the way. Like the stuff that oh, I then we've done it. Congrats. About. We're done. Yeah, Another job well done. Uh, television, um, the Peacemaker trailer and watch drop it. date. Mm. It looks stupid, but like in a good way. Personally. Oh, yeah, it does. It, and it look it yeah. looks like it's right in the tone of the Suicide Squad movie. Oh, cool. um, John Cena was low key. One of the MVPs from the movie, it, but there were a bunch of MVPs from the movie. Yeah. Um, it looks insane. I loved I I love the, the um, vigilante and oh, yeah. and is like like almost spot on George Perez costume. Okay. Um, I uh, love who the plays hu- vigilante. That voice sounds familiar. It's no, it's it's somebody I'd never seen before. He's just like a British okay. actor. Yeah, I'm not sure. I, I know the, the know the character, um, the actor, but um, I like the I like the I love the scene where he hugs his. Um, yeah, the that was great. Eagles, the Eagles hugging him. Um, yeah. I loved, I loved his pop uh, because his pop is. Um, oh God, there's a blank on his name. T one thousand. Robert Patrick. Robert. Robert Patrick. Robert, Robert Patrick. Yeah. Robert Patrick. Yeah. Um, so it lo- it looks like dumb fun. So and I'm here for John Cena. I've I he did nothing for me as a wrestler, but nah. every time I've seen him acting. I like him. He's so. he's good. I he's good in comedies. Um, yeah, as, that, that, as as the yeah. heavy and fast and furious saga F nine, the Fast and Furious saga. It's a little weak. Well, he's weak, but it's the, you know he's in what he's in, you know, and he's acting against a brick. So <laughs> you're correct. Uh, he's acting uh, against a brick. You're uh, right. <laughs> I uh, I wasn't sure if I wanted a Peacemaker show after watching the Suicide Squad. I was like, do I want to root for this guy yeah. after what he does? You know, um, but uh, watching this trailer, I was like, all right, all right I'm in. Yeah. Um, oh, I love uh, the vigilante guy. He was in uh, Harry Potter and he was also in Game of Thrones. What's the, what's the actor's name? His name is Freddie Stroma. Stroma? Mm. I'm not exactly sure. S-T-R-O-M-A, but... He's, um, he looks recognizable, but I've never don't recognize the name. But his his headshot does. Dan H mentioned the the, the Naomi uh, CW show. They showed about fourteen seconds of it, which is the mm-hmm. beginning of the first issue. 
Yeah. Um, I hope they don't I, give her those uh, those shoulder pads that she has in the comic book. It'd be hard to pull off in live action. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. The creative team behind the television show is great. So it's just kind of like a wait and see. Who is um, it? Ava DuVernay. Um, oh. Yeah. Her, uh, it. Yeah. And I don't think she's directed. She's not the director. No. Um, she didn't direct the first episode. Um, shit, I forgot. I looked it up and it was great. Uh, and then all the creators are like talking about how it's awesome and different. But they didn't show cool. anything that's awesome and different, How? so it's just kind of like a yeah. all right. Um, yeah, they they didn't. But I mean, it looks cool. It's it's definitely well well cast. Um, oh see. yeah, Is she it, looks great. Yeah, uh, Ava DuVernay. In you know, anything else? Who Ava Naomi DuVernay? No, no, no. The woman playing Naomi. Uh, no, she's like sixteen year old actress. Even oh, if yeah, she yeah, wasn't yeah. something else, it's probably nothing you've ever seen. You know what? I yeah. often like that better with superhero roles, like somebody that I don't. Tell me that I don't yeah. know. At all, you know? Um, uh, the biggest news of the day in television, uh, The Flash has new boots. Yeah, he does. And they're um, Young Justice dropped season four. What? Surprise. Did, so- did somebody say The Flash has new boots and that's what we're talking about here? He's just goofing. Yeah. He's just new boot goofing. Okay. The Flash has new, new boots. It's a YA boot. graphic novel. About uh, he's, like they made a big deal about how Grant Gustin's costume now finally has the gold boots. The and gold like, boots, cool. Yeah, it is cool. There is no question mark necessary. Um, it's, uh, Titans, it's cool. <laughs> Titans, <laughs> Titans got as uh, was renewed for season four. Uh, so it was Doom Patrol. Season, oh, was season it? Three? It was Doom Patrol. Oh, great. Oh, great. that's that's surprising. Yeah. Why? Yeah. Doom Patrol. That's cool. Yeah, that's yeah. cool. That that's. Uh, I'm amazed that that is. What is this? Uh, how many seasons? Three? Four. Four now. Four is well, the season right yeah. now. Yeah, it's yeah, in the now. Swamp show. Thing didn't yeah. make it. Um, so, uh, Pennyworth uh, is filming its third season now, which will be on HBO Max. Everything is going to mm-hmm. come to HBO Max, so it's a show that you can watch now as opposed to being on, like, Epic or some shit. And I, um, as far as I'm uh, concerned, it's still on Epics. <laughs> and then... Um, <laughs> Uh, they did a whole they did a whole EPK of uh, electronic press kit of Batman Cape Crusader, which is the new Bruce Tim animated series. Um, they didn't show any actual footage. They just kind of talked through the style and what it's going to be like. And it's they're going with pure noir, timeless 40s ish kind of aesthetic. Uh, and it, I believe it Bruce Tim said it, it was cool. more Batman the animated series than Batman the animated series. And I think what he meant, well, because he said what he meant, was that they were things that they would have loved to have done on the animated series, but couldn't because of the Saturday morning cartoon nature of it. Penetration being the highest. They really wanted. Yeah. Just putting a lot of things and other things. Well, it's on HBO Max now, so we can get we can go there. Right. And and, 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 and in fairness, I don't necessarily think it was so much that as as in if you remember the early days of the animated series the 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 show is slow mm-hmm. it's very it's very slow slowly paced very more a lot more dramatic um kind of. right and yeah. i think he wants to really lean into that film noir quality and and technique more in this mm-hmm. series so that's, awesome. th- that's where i took took from them because they even mentioned that you know eventually some of the more 
you know, gadgety things of Batman will be introduced, but he's decidedly going to be a lot more low tech mm, in, yep. in this one. So um, it definitely sounds dope. I'm, I'm <coughs> curious, though, because, you know, it definitely is Bruce Tim is his mind behind it and his aesthetics behind it as well. But JJ Abrams is also a producer mm. on this. And um uh, Matt Reeves so as well, right? So is Matt Reeves. And Matt yeah. Reeves. Yeah. And Matt Reeves. And 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 I got I got trust for Matt Reeves as well as well I'm sure we'll we'll eventually get to. Mm. But um JJ Abrams, I don't know. That's I don't know necessarily if you want to like trumpet his name out there so much right now yeah um, he's, he's he starts things great he doesn't finish them well though um speaking of let's get into the films Ooh. uh miles oh no 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 huh? before we go into the film i'm sorry what I'm sorry. Before we go into the films, two things jd asked was anybody watching titans i am watching titans um i'm not 100 percent hate it, it but you know watching it titans is he watches it he you watch it to have fun with calvin right i watch it to have fun with my friend calvin because he watches it and we talk about it i hate watch it um and (laughs) i've i've leaned on this is not my titans this is not my dick grayson this is certainly not my batman i don't know who's fucking batman it is um you know but they brought back my wonder girl so i'm happy um but so it's it's I'm not going to say it's getting better. I'm just saying I'm enjoying the hate watch of it as opposed to when I hate watch arrow and I just, I kicked myself for watching that stupid show. Um, The whole thing or just towards the end. Oh, I didn't watch it towards the end. I didn't suck on Cordy. And the second thing I want to say, real real I watched the first two episodes of young justice. Yeah. Oh, same. Young justice. I, man, I, I like this show. That show that show is very intentional about the world that they are trying to create. I'm not saying, you know, sometimes it's... I hope that they took a little bit of notes from the, the third season and maybe, like, pared back because the first two episodes are really focusing on just primarily, like, three central characters and introducing this whole world of, like, ours in here. Um, I like that. But, but uh, like, look... Look, a spoiler alert. They not only worked in my beloved. <laughs> okay, sorry, sorry, no. Um, they not only worked in my beloved Legion of Superheroes. Yes, but they worked in Gem, and not Gem. Yes, really, out, truly outrageous. Gem mm. <laughs> of. Of yeah, he's of Saturn of he's the Saturn of the comics, but they've made him of yeah. ours in here. And Even I'm in the comics, there's it. a connection, right? Like in the comics, the the red and yellow Saturnians were descended from the Martians, or something like that. I think I never I really got it. into the comic book. Never so heard much. of this character. Oh. It, 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 it didn't last, but it was an interesting concept yeah. when it came out in like the eighties. I mean, I, I, I and credit to the the. Young Justice show though, like I'd never known about Forger or given a shit. Mm. Yeah, until the same, third season. Same, but mm-hmm. I have not finished the third season. Uh, I got oh. a little bored with it about three fourths through and just kind of fell off. So oh. I need to finish it, and then there's nothing like, the, cyborg the, stuff. The, I just got, I just got lost in the cyborg stuff because I didn't care to see another cyborg origin, and then 
Mm. It was like, all right. That was weird because that was happening around the same time as yeah. Yeah. Cyborg was happening and then Doom Patrol. So he was like, yeah, yeah. yeah. I was like, <laughs> you know, there was a uh, lot of that happening. Yeah. Rob <laughs> mentions a Harley Quinn show. I didn't mention it because we learned nothing new. It's in season three production and they showed yeah. some animatics. That's it. Yeah. Like, but it's happening. But it is coming. And I heard yeah, that. No, but it was announced like last year that they were funny. getting a third season. Huh? Uh, so I, heard I, I watched Young Justice. I watched Young Justice today with Brian here in the shop, actually, because I didn't realize it had dropped two two episodes. I was very excited about it. Uh, one of my all time favorite superhero cartoons. And I feel like the last season was a little slow in parts, but I really did grow to love the Outsiders uh, characters, mm-hmm. like these new characters who weren't part of Young Justice. Um, I don't care about the politics of Mars. So far, the like anything that's doing with dealing with Mars kids don't care. Maybe they will grow on me, but so far they all look pretty much the same. They've all got ridiculous names that I can't remember. Uh, I'm not entirely well, sure which they ones are which all when they're names talking. with an apostrophe in them. <laughs> yes, yeah. but I, that I don't remember. Yeah. Um, and I just I don't know. There's there's nothing really terribly interesting happening other than like racism is bad. Like I you know. Um, I'm in it for the characters of Young Justice, and you know, at least last time we got introduced to interest, more interesting characters who eventually become outsiders. Like those characters are, are fun and and quirky and different, and they've, they they have different ways of speaking and everything. And Forager's fucking adorable, stuff like that. But so far, like the only other characters in this show are Mars people um, who are having uh, a bunch of politics happen i just yeah but the politics but the politics that are happening there you know they're supposed to be you know it's supposed to be like an allegory for what is happening here on earth and eventually yeah you know they're going to have like about 10 13 episodes of this you know eventually these storylines because this is what they do will bleed into what is happening on earth so you so you know i'm just waiting to get to that i true but I'm not going to leave the show. Like I, I, I'm going to keep watching the show. I love it. I just what these first two episodes of the show. Is that what you said? No, you're never going to watch it. You're not going to finish it anymore. <laughs> you're done. Is that what you're replying? Yeah, that's what I said. Yeah. yeah. Um. So uh, I just I found myself being like, all right, can we? Uh, I don't care about this part. Let's get back. The I was um, I was happy to see to see the Mars stuff because I mean, just from the outside, I always liked the the Martian people. You know, um, Martian John Johns, the Martians, um, <laughs> and I, I did like how they did that. Also, there was a reference to Barzoom, and I was like, "Oh, yeah, Barzoom, like, yeah, yeah, that's cool." I get that reference. Yeah, um, I, even when you take me off the screen, I could hear everything. So yeah, I know that's why you did that yeah, to yourself. I'm like, <laughs> no, um, I did that to Noel as as a visual representation of maybe take your headphones out and we will bring you back in when we're oh, done talking but, about it. But, but when I take them off, it just the sound automatically goes to the computer. So uh, I still hear things. I can't mute you because they're Bluetooth. Gotcha. Don't you have like a mute button on your. No, it doesn't. Um, the the computer. No, I, it doesn't. I don't have a mute button oh, on my well. computer. I could. What? Well, I you could turn, turn, you could turn down. the sound down. Yeah, yeah. There's a, a sound. Sure, I could have gone through, I gone through five steps to turn all the volume off as fast <laughs> as humanly possible. But you didn't yeah. do it. Well, they well, all trust died, me. So. Th- trust me, what you heard is not a spoiler. Not for a spoiler. No, no, no. I, yeah. I kind of presumed. Yeah. Um, yeah. They, anyway. although, although speaking of three, but non-spoiler to get to Len's point, 
or no, <laughs> nobody brought this up, but uh, it's um, one thing that I, I like season three, but it was a little bit of like young justice alternates. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I wanted to see more about the young justice characters that I had yeah. really gotten into the same thing happened a little bit with season two, but I was like back in it real quick and they still focused on the first generation. Um, yeah. So I was really glad to see season four have like Superboy and Martian and Miss Martian. I mean, as, as the two like early main characters. Um, but this is the part that, that touched on what Len said, where jam is around. Right. And I think that's something young justice does very, very well. Um, both, like you said, intentionally building this world out but also taking the cool stuff from the comics and putting it in this without necessarily being exactly like it is in the comics. Exactly. I think Young Justice has always done that very, very well. Yeah, pretty dope. Yeah. Yeah. Movies. Mm. Oh, uh, uh, Milestone announced an animated film, but they are not saying what it is. Oh. Um, probably about the Milestone. That's cool. Universe. You know what? Okay. They're not saying I'm which gonna, characters it is revolving around. I figured it would be all of them, to be honest with you. This is, this, is, this is my Len moment, okay? One last Len moment. I like the idea that they're going to do a Milestone animated movie. I'm excited for it, and I hope that, you know, they cram everybody in there. You know, Static, Icon, Rocket, you know, Hardware. Put them all in there. Create Blood Syndicate. Rah, rah. I don't give a frick. Do it. 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 They're doing it. But but what I don't <laughs> like, because I feel I'm sorry, I feel like this is a bit of a bit of them throwing the milestone guys a bone saying, yeah, we're going to do a movie for, with you guys. Like, we can't wait to do it so much. So and they say that so that they will become invested in sitting on a couch at Fandome and being like, yeah, and we've got a milestone movie coming out for you. Uh-huh. There's nothing on paper. I, 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 I'm, I'm oh, telling I you, this movie is not going to come out for at least two years. Mm-hmm. I guarantee you if it comes out. And I think that is a shame. And I, th- I, I, I don't want to believe this, but I think they, they are using the Milestone guys a little bit as a dog and pony show mm-hmm. in that respect. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Is there also a live action static yeah, thing? Yeah. Because maybe that's another um, supporting piece so, of evidence there, Len. That's so they announced a live-action static thing last year. Mm. Right, they did. And Michael B. Jordan is producing it with them. And they hired Brandon Thomas? Brandon, Peterson. he writes comics. Peterson. Brandon Peterson. Yeah, to write the first draft. So it's in production, but we're talking mm. like years away yeah yeah but but then why don't you give an update on that they didn't mention it well they mentioned uh, just michael b jordan's involvement but that's about it but that was last year no, no no they announced it last year and then they let slide today that or this week this year that michael b jordan's production company is doing it with them okay all right, all right it's the right. same announcement spread over two years mm. it's not mm. i'm not, it's the I'm not actually phase. fighting your yeah i'm not i'm not fighting your point i actually think it's yeah. a good point it's just they're trickling out information slowly because most of this shit is two to three years away yeah well it's At two to three least. years away because it's all a dog and pony bullshit show I'm sorry. That's what I feel like they're doing. They're doing the milestone. And I don't know for all, for all I know, this could be the milestone guys. Um, um, 
digging their digging their uh, their heels in to, to get a real good contract. Oh, you know, wait, that so was, I wouldn't that be surprised actually, if that's not it either. So that was actually but, something that was really cool. I don't have in here, and it's not necessarily movie related. It's the NGDC, the Next Generation DC program. Mm-hmm. which is essentially just like a, a feeler program for, for new writers and artists. Oh, yeah. yeah. They're having a explicitly milestone initiative f- faction of that or version of that where they are explicitly looking for um, comic book talent of color, no matter what, whether it's writing, editing, arts, colorists, just to infuse the industry with more voices of color. And they're, it, they're mm. calling it the milestone initiative. I thought that was pretty cool. That's dope. That's dope. And Milestone is having a, a bit of a renaissance now just because of the rights being cleared I, up, I assume, was like one or two years ago. It's, having a, to produce a comic. it's having a publishing renaissance, but I'm yeah, not exactly yeah, yeah. sure it's having a creative renaissance. Not at me either. Well, no. no. I kind of hardware was really good. <laughs> that was cool. I kind of and Rocket was okay. I kind of Rocket. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. Not hardware. Um, hardware was rough. Yeah. Mm. Static was rough. Not good. Yeah, yeah static is dated. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, Comics, yeah. I, I haven't been. I don't know if I would throw it around Renaissance. Well, I meant I, by Renaissance, I meant like they're okay. publishing it I'm, when they weren't allowed to for years. I'm more. Know? I'm more intrigued by re like reprinting the old stuff hmm. than there's an omnibus coming. There you go. I, I, is it still coming? I thought they like changed the date a couple times. A compendium it's, it's or whatever. Coming. Yeah, the compendium. Still coming. Uh, anyway, uh, DC League of Super Pets got a tra- uh, teaser trailer. Oh, thank uh, God. Animated Super yeah. Pets movie. Good. Um, Blue Beetle and Batgirl. I can't believe they're making that. <laughs> right? <laughs> well, I mean, it's it's Ace. It's Dwayne Johnson as Ace. The, uh, Ace. The oh, sorry. Dwayne Johnson as um, Crypto. A crypto, and right? Kevin Hart as Ace the Bat Hound. Fantastic. Making making pee jokes. Who else is in that? Is comment or no streaky? Who else we got there? That's a great question. Thank you. Anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't know. They literally only showed the two things. They showed the two characters, and that's it. It's a great question. That's a great question. Next, we have. Uh, Blue Beetle and Batgirl, the uh, HBO Max movies, uh, shared concept art and a bunch of stuff and did interviews with the stars that they hired. I thought when you said that it was going to be a Blue Beetle and Batgirl movie. (laughs) Blue Beetle as well as Batgirl. Um, So I thought these these little these little snippets were actually pretty cool because um, they for for Blue Beetle, they explicitly like. All the whole creative team, the directors and the writers and stuff, they're all Latin American. And they made a, a bunch of really interesting, like Latin American, not jokes, but like points of reference that were really interesting. Like uh, the one I think I put it in the chat the idea of Jaime Reyes is kind of a Spider Man or a Peter Parker type of story. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. However, Peter Parker's peter parker when he acquired this abilities or this powers it was like well i have to his instinct was to keep it secret to protect his family and they were like try keeping a secret from a latin american family (laughs) they're in your business so like just the dynamics based off of shared culture was really interesting and they're like playing with that a lot Mm -hmm. and then they showed some concept art about of a suit 
they don't have a live action build of it yet, but just it it looks comic accurate and very armor ish. I'm here for a Blue Beetle movie. Mm-hmm. I, I'm here, and, and and I like that it's going to be Jaime Reyes, and you know, lean into that rock roll with it. Um, but. I still am incredulous that they are doing a Batgirl movie. Like incredulous? I don't why I don't think I don't think the world is clamoring for a Batgirl movie at all. The directors are cool. Uh they're the dudes that did I this is gonna sound terrible. Did anybody see Bad Boys Four or Three? No. Bad Boys for Life? I've not watched it yet. Not yet. (laughs) It's fucking delightful for what it is. Very, very enjoyable and entertaining. It's the directors of this, of that. There are two, um, uh, I think they're from Venezuela. These two directors that are just like heavy into action and like super, super good at what they do. And they're just animated talking about the movie and like, we're going to do this stuff. I'm going to do this. And you're going to have, we're going to have red hair and it's going to be great. Like they were just so hype about it that I, I'm super in. But in regards to, yeah, is the world clamoring for Barbara Gordon stories? I don't know. Probably I mean, not. it's a Batman property and some executive was probably like, how do we get more women? And also Batman is popular. Oh, Batgirl. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I would assume. Oh, they, uh, getting me. Yeah. Adil uh, LRB and Bilal Falah are Belgian Moroccan film and television directors. Build as Adele and Bilal are known for writing and directing uh, image black gangster as well as Bad Boys for Life. They also have directed a bunch of episodes of one of the Marvel shows coming out. Oh, yeah? I think, if not, it's Miss Marvel. Did Miss Marvel. I was going to say either Miss Marvel or Moon Knight. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. They, they directed Miss Marvel. They directed a couple of episodes of the, um, I think it's the FX show Snowfall. Um, and then they are. They're doing Bat Batgirl, and because of their huge success with Bad Boys for Life, they are in development for. Wait for it, Beverly Hills Cop Four. Oh, oh, oh. Ah, interesting. Were there? Wait, there were three that original. Yeah. Yes, there were three. Yeah, three was um a movie. Oh, uh, <laughs> going on, uh, we saw some uh, sizzle reelish footage for. Um, Black Adam. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Pretty cool. Very cool. 20 mm. seconds of coolness and then some mm. he just killed some dudes and it was pretty cool looking. Yeah. I'll um, tell you, I, uh, the, the thing that I don't think they've ever thought to do in the comics before and not one that I've read is connect Black Adam, Hawkman and Dr. Fate, who all have ancient Egypt, you know, ties. And I was like, oh, that is cool. Even if, I mean, ancient Egypt spanned like, what, three to... 3,000 years, I think, is what it was. So they, they've done it. They've, they've connected them in the comics. They've connected, okay. yeah, they've connected them in the comics. Uh, I, um, certainly over the years, but definitely, I don't know if he was the first one, but he was the one that really milked it was, uh, Jeff Johns and David Goyer's run on JSA. Oh, really? I must just be forgetting it then because I, I love that run. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. The, and um, and uh, most of the footage was just uh, uh, like a electronic press kit again of just like interviews behind the scenes. But you got a good glimpse of some of the characters in costume. And I don't know why I got really excited about Pierce Brosnan as Dr. Fate. 
like uh, him holding wait, the we... helmet and stuff. I was like, oh shit, that's kind of cool. Oh, JD and I watched it together, but we didn't see Doctor Fate. So, <laughs> what you probably saw online was just the twenty seconds of I gotcha. The okay. Rock. But then it was preceded by four or five minutes of like interviews of the actors in the movies and stuff and showed Mm. concept art. Um, They did the same thing with Shazam Fury of the Gods. Oh, cool. Okay. uh, Which looks just as delightful as the first one. As Mm, far as I'm concerned, it's the best DCEU movie. And we're going to get a sequel. And I wonder Um, what they'll do with the Pierce Brosnan as, you know, most of the leads of this are people of color of... uh, I guess mostly Egyptian or Middle East. Uh, Pierce Brosnan is obviously not, and is somebody who is empowered by that. But he's this archaeologist who probably maybe takes this helmet or something. I just yeah, but Kent, what do. but Kent Nelson, Kent Nelson's character is always, which is the character that he's playing. Yeah. has been is a white man. So so yeah, yeah, yeah. so that's fine with with Black Adam and Hawkman because of their reincarnation and mm-hmm. it always being dating back to Egypt, mm-hmm. it works to make them now kind of like more uh, um, people of color. Sure, but sure. Kent Nelson d- definitely just works as a as a black man. Maybe if they show Naboo in in flashbacks, he may be... Well, he would probably be. Well, he's not he even human. Be. Oh, no, Naboo is human. I'm sorry. Right. Um, but no, no, I think that could be an interesting if they go this route, but uh, just some sort of avenue for commentary or something where Pierce Brosnan has this ancient power or whatever. Plus I love Dr. Fate. So one I'm thing in for that too. One thing that I know that you guys, everyone here is incredibly excited for is, um, um, Aquaman two, the yeah. Lost kingdom or some bullshit Aquaman and the lost kingdom or some bullshit. Now it was just a, a, a behind the scenes showing some action concept art, like everyone talking about how it's the greatest thing in the world. Mm -hmm. Um, Just like with the first trailer, it looked kind of fun. And then I was watching this like sizzle reel stuff. And I was like, this looks like everyone's having a good time and it looks like it's fun. But then I remembered movie shit. Yeah. (laughs) So I, I have to keep reminding myself, like, stop it. Doesn't matter. Like it, it looks like fun, but it's probably, it's probably going to be more. Well, who knows? Remember Len's second piece of advice. Be open to Aquaman. Do everything, <laughs> right? Anything could surprise just, you, and that's yeah. Yeah, yeah Len, but, are you going to be open to Aquaman uh, and the Lost Kingdom? Well, let's put it this way: I will watch <laughs> it. I will go and see it um, because I'm contractually obligated to see most of these films. Um, <laughs> I, I, the only slight pushback I will give is that I didn't. While I didn't like Aquaman. I'm not going to say it was a piece of shit. I can see there are people that enjoyed Aquaman and I can see what they pulled from it that gave them enjoyment. It that that what gave them enjoyment didn't give me enjoyment, but I'm not going to say that the movie was a piece of shit. Um it it wasn't as fun as I wanted it to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe this will be more fun. Maybe you know they got because you got to remember they were still as much as they were they were still in that real, real nebulous area where they were trying to ah, yeah. marry, like, you know, what kind of tone did they want to have based off of the other movies and stuff like that. And now I think a lot of the movies basically are free to just go for whatever tone you want. Um, yeah. So they may actually have more fun, which 
might lean more into Jason Momoa because they're not asking him to mm. act as much because he cannot <laughs> act. So um, it, it, maybe, it might be more fun. Maybe I was being harsh that it's a piece of shit. I, maybe it's, I was harsh that it was a piece of shit. It was more, my problem with Aquaman was that it was 17 movies in one and none mm. of them were very good. Like yeah, it yeah. was a trilogy's worth of stories, and it's like I don't even know who the fuck this guy is. I I don't I don't understand what's going on. Mm-hmm. Like it was just, it was a uh, ten pounds a movie and a five pound bag, and that bothered me. And the score was terrible. Oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. We haven't heard JD's not coming. talking. He's not. I'm working uh, on my order because it's due at midnight. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, well, real quick, the last two things: flash sizzle reel, ten seconds of footage, yeah. uh, all voiceovered by uh, yeah. Michael Keaton, was pretty cool. You saw two berries. We still don't yes. know who the villain of the movie is, and I don't care. Uh, maybe it'll be fun. We're good. Yep, I'm excited. Yeah. I was I'm real excited, excited that. about that. It looks yeah. cool. I did not expect two berries, even though I knew it was a mo- two flash berries. Also, yeah, that looks mm-hmm. like a lot of fun. And we saw uh, JD and I watched this together. We saw Ezra Miller talking about like, "Hey, we wanted to show you a trailer, but we couldn't because we didn't have enough." I know, I liked so, that. Yeah, that was he's funny. fun, right? Like, I saw a thing about him a little while ago. He just, I like him or what I see of him publicly, and I think he gets what's cool about the Flash. And mm-hmm. I like that he's like a real champion of the character. And um, I really hope that uh, that that shines through in this movie. Well, he's a champion of yeah. the character. That character's been paying his bills for the last three years. So, yeah. 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 <laughs> well, and, and he didn't have really had to do much. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I am, I'm, I'm, I'm very much looking forward to whatever it's going to be. Um, but I'd be lying if I wasn't relatively apprehensive. It's just, it Me seems too. like, it seems like a lot of, they're trying to cover a lot of ground and or service a lot of member berries, mm-hmm. which, if it works, it'll, what do you mean? Eh? I mean, well, I mean do we know like, that, or do we know that Michael Keaton is? I mean, have you seen the casting? <laughs> no. Yeah, they, we yeah, know Michael that. Keaton's like, in yeah. it. Uh, ben Affleck is is going to show up, right? But it's a multiversal story. Like they, I don't know that we know that they're servicing it, a lot of member it, berries. You know, what it I mean? lends well to servicing member berries. If that's, that's all it is, it will be a disappointment. If they pull it off, hmm. it'll be fantastic. And I am cool. apprehensive about the entire DCEU. Sure, yeah. for sure. Anything the biggest, connected to those. The biggest member, Barry, that I haven't heard people mention yet, and, and admittedly I'm not looking for this type of coverage, is that <laughs> in the image, in the teaser, which we assume is Michael Keaton's, because it's only it, it's his it's Batman cow, but it's in the back, is you know, and it's in, in silhouette. That Batman is standing in what appears to be the bat, the the bat cave from the Christian Nolan universe. Really? Oh, interesting. That, that's what I yeah. liked. Hmm. That's what I like. Complete I with like that. the big waterfall that he comes flying also, in. Also, yeah. do we know huh. he's explicitly being that Bruce Wayne? No. From uh, the 89? Uh, I, I, his I, dialogue suggests otherwise. I yeah, right because he, he might be Batman, but a, a different Batman. Well, he might be like the Thomas Wayneish Batman of like, why right, the right. fuck would you? Oh, oh right. What, what's yeah, the dialogue yeah. that that you're talking about? No. Of all the universes and dimensions why you, you could to travel to, why yeah, did you yeah. come yeah. to this one, and why are you? Why do you want to save this one? Mm-hmm. Uh, something mm-hmm. along those lines. Like it's it is not 
very hopeful and or inspiring dialogue. Hmm, interesting. Even though to be true, th- to be fair, anger. that that 89 was a dark universe, yeah. you yeah. know, true. and it was also, not trending. It was not trending to light. Yeah. And they it's also years later. Show, <laughs> they also show um, like a bloody and or broken Ben Affleck cowl. Oh, really? Oh, I didn't Wasn't it Ben Affleck? Because it looked—it actually yeah. looked like no, it was. It, 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 was, it was Ben Affleck because it had expressions, like it had a fucking <laughs> brow and tiny ears. Like okay, angry, okay, like Ben Affleck has the cowl with the angry face. Right, yeah. the best Batman suit on screen, in my opinion. Man, True. it just looks like Batman. Yeah, it does. It does. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like it, well, it looks like. Frank Miller, Batman. Uh, for sure. Batman. Right. It does shorter ears and yeah, yeah, yeah. Shorter ears, but also a shit ton bulkier. Like he's yeah. not built like his Batman and yeah. Ben Affleck's Batman is not built for speed. Yeah. But it's also yeah. two tone. It's not solid black, which is like, why, that was cool. I thought that why was cool. not other people do that. But, uh, well, I mean, oh, the practicality yeah. of it is that it should be in the shadows. So not many colors. Right? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> uh, and, yeah, and then like, let's just cap it off and finish it off with Batman. We got Speaking the full no, no, the Batman. Oh. What? Thank you, the Batman. You said Batman. It's the Batman. Yeah, we got the full the Batman trailer, uh, written directed by uh, Matt, Matt Reeves. Tomlin, Matt Reeves. Yeah, yeah. Um, what did you guys? Looks think? awesome. Yeah. Looks awesome. Looks great. Um, um, I am flabbergasted that that is uh, Bullseye. Playing the penguin, Colin Farrell. Yeah, Colin Farrell. Colin yeah. Farrell. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. And I'm actually flabbergasted that they found a way to make it feel Batman, feel dark, feel gritty, but still trying to give you a little bit something different. And I was, I was. I was really worried, and ultimately the movie it may still prove me right. But I was really worried that there might, um, you know, might be familiar beats there. Yeah. But they 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 found some they found different ways, man, to to make it work. And mm. yeah, I was I I I loved every inch of it. I loved that. I love uh, Zoe Kravitz, Catwoman. That's who um, that is. Zoe Kravitz. Yeah, yeah nice. man. I didn't recognize yeah. her with the hair. Mm. Right. Uh, I like how they... Gordon. He's great. Yep. Yeah, they're focusing on like this, this period of time that we've seen in comics, but not in any of the films yet. This mm. It's like year two and a half kind yeah, of thing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, he is still not very controlled in his anger or precision mm. yet he is he is that person like he he doesn't know how to switch it or turn it off mm. right right like which yeah, lends it, Bruce Wayne kind of yeah right yeah yeah, yeah. which lends like, itself to Robert Pattinson because that's definitely you can see that's what he's worked the angle he's coming at with his Bruce Wayne yeah. so yeah because even his Bruce Wayne seems very kind of uh, for lack of a better word kind of emo just mm-hmm. yeah mm-hmm. yeah still troubled. seems like a bit of a sad boy or troubled sad yeah. boy yeah um because he hasn't learned how to use that as a tool yet and I like yeah. this like he doesn't have of, the mask like, of Bruce Wayne yeah. yet you know yeah yeah he, like he's building the personas yeah. which is a really really good place to put somebody I, also, I, I think it looks wonderful yeah uh, not just from this trailer, but somewhat and from what I've heard in general, 
it uh, seems to be a detective story, which is something that even in the comics are few and far between for the world's greatest detective. Um, you know, you just don't see it. He's, he's by reputation, the world's greatest detective. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, he does very little detecting, uh, certainly not in the movies. And uh, I think it's, it's a very unexplored um, kind of genre for a superhero, but it's like ready made. I mean, it's who he is as a character. Yeah, it, it looks cool. I like I, you guys have all seen the like Matt Reeves uh Planet of the Apes trilogy. Mm-hmm. Right? I have just not. rewatched them. What? Those movies Ryan. are borderline masterpieces. Like it's they're it's, really good. Genre movies should not be that um, excellent. And they are like they should have been. Uh, what exactly are member berries um, fan service? Uh, it's show. a reference to the Gummy Bears, I believe, uh, cartoon show, right? No, no, South, South, Park. South, Park. South Park. Oh, it's South Park. Why did I think it was Gummy Bears? <laughs> I don't know, but I like uh, that theory better. Yeah. Um, uh, the, uh, probably the only the the last thing that we should maybe mention for all of Fandom, which was a wonderful thing to put on passively while you know resting my leg and folding laundry, was um, Superman has changed his motto officially. Yeah. To truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Great. Mm -hmm. Um, Some people. Oh, really? I didn't even know that. Yeah. Yeah. It's officially now truth, justice, and a better tomorrow. Some people think that that's amazing and inclusive and fantastic. Some people think that their childhoods are over now. Hmm. And And that wasn't even originally part of it. It's just like the George Reeves show, right? It was Uh, a show. It was was, 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 uh, No, to be fair, I'm not sure if it was a show or the radio show. But one of the two, it wasn't in the comics. It, yeah. it wasn't. A I thought movie. it was later in to I mean, not that the George Reeves is not that far in compared to how long has been since. But it certainly wasn't like right from the. Right from no, the start. no, no, yeah. no, 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 no. That's pretty true. Sure yeah. Truth, justice and a better tomorrow. So um, now. Yeah. Yeah. It was just like a one two punch for some fans about um, uh, by John Kent and then. Mm. Oh my God! He doesn't care for America anymore. Mm. Like, okay, buddy. He's always been bigger than a country. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's exactly. the whole idea. He protects yeah. the entire world. You think he's really caring about some lines we drew in the earth? Right. Nah. Yeah. Shut up. I mean, uh, wait. My other thing is, he could fly up there. What and about? See the lines, right? What about <laughs> a better tomorrow? In their estimation, is not the American way. Mm. Right. Shouldn't right. the American way be about a better tomorrow? Well, that's that's what ironically is really funny about it. Like, no, it's the American way. Like, well, isn't that a better tomorrow? Shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. Like, oh, yeah. so it's un-American to want to strive to be better. Is that yes. what you're inferring? Like, yeah. What? What happened? America's yeah. only about a flag. Oh, yeah. Making sure well, it's on I mean, as many articles of clothing as you can fit it on. Also, you could you could like as long as you're being patriotic you could change the colors and the design of it at will blue orange red whatever you want yeah just one line (laughs) yeah i think it's very silly that people are like and of course they do of course they're upset about it because everyone gets upset about everything all the time anyway anyway anything else as all fan um there's some video game stuff but other than that, there's a Catwoman animated movie. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Really? That's cool. I, 
Hmm. Teaming right, Catwoman right. with Batwoman. Catwoman oh, Batwoman. that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, look kind of cool. Man, look kind of like kind of like a you know like animated movies now. It's kind of like a bit of an yeah. anime kind type of look yeah, to it. Yeah. But uh, I, uh, it looks I cool. Gonna, nice. I was gonna say I didn't love the look of it. Like uh, it would look like hazy anime. You know, like they're cutting corners, so they just put Vaseline over it. You know, I was watching Young Justice today with Ryan, hmm. and there's something about how they animate that that there's a softness. Yeah, yeah. I, especially in the Martian, like in the throne room, there's like this red light that blends it, which I thought was pretty yeah. cool. But Very also cool. in general, you're right. Yeah, yeah. There's just something about like any throughout the entirety of the show. There's something about the softness of it. I don't know what you what what that process is, but I I find it really nice to look at. Hmm. Um. Noel, before we get off, uh, do you want the Jason Aaron Omnibus Thor? No, no, I have the hardcovers. All right, oh. you silly little <laughs> son of a bitch. That's right. That's right. Take it off his I, pull list. I'm not. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna repurchase the whole thing just for a four issue miniseries that's inside of it. Oh, I've got these wonderful. But where will you get the four issues? Now, now the oversized hardcovers are out of print. So anyone that does not have this run, pick up the omnibus, buy the shit yeah. out of it. Oh, oh, hundred percent. I'm ordering them now. It's on FOC tonight. There is, my order is there due is no, before midnight. <laughs> there's no new material if if you have the oversized hardcovers. So, yeah. but most people don't. Yeah, yeah. I don't. Well, um, Guys, thank you so much for hanging. Guys and gals and, and um, non-binaries, anybody and everything hanging out with us. Thank around. you so much. Yeah. And bees, aces, uh, whatever. Len, you're one of my favorite son of a bitches on this planet. I'm sad that we're, gonna, we're not going to hang out with you um, Monday nights at, at 9 p.m. anymore. I'll miss you, buddy. Uh, I'll see you on the 29th. I'll, yeah. I will definitely we'll see, see you, you on the 29th. Yeah. yeah. We're going to see you on the 29th, but I'll miss you until then. I'll see you in the chat. <laughs> Shit. All right. Fuck it. Never mind. <laughs> this means nothing to me. Nothing different. Take back all those goodbyes. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Mars Comics says, we will miss you, Len. Yeah, I will a bunch miss you of all, too. in the comments losing their shit. Yeah. So, thanks, everybody. And we will... We'll, we'll, the three of us... Hold on. Hold on a second. Uh, the three of us will be here next week, Monday night at 9 p.m. <laughs> and we're just going to be softly sobbing into our beers because we'll be missing Len. Uh, <laughs> all right, guys. Thanks so much. Now you got room for Brandon. Toodles. Thanks so much for listening to Spoiler Alert. Check out all our shows, including the Cannibal Horrorcast, where we review classic and contemporary horror. Oh, it's so spooky! And Gutter Talk with the Black Tribbles, recorded live every week at Johnny Destructo's Hero Complex in Nanyang, PA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>